Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how we are launching a new reality series podcast, Who Wants to Be a Pastor? <laughs> My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly, howdy, howdy. Lucas Allen, hey. and together we are the Inglorious Pastors. This is his interview. He just yes. doesn't know it. Yes. This is audition. Uh, <laughs> uh, contestant number one, Lucas Allen. <laughs> oh. He's here. I'm here. Um, do we want to talk about what you do for a living? Um, sure. I'm a carpenter, I guess. You're I'm like, like a handyman. You're like Jesus. I'm a handyman who once in a while gets paid to make like He's a carpenter stuff. and a pastor. Yeah. You are literally Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got Jesus here. Bald Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, people talk about white Jesus, but we always act like Jesus has hair. I want to. Yeah, what if some, he didn't? Yeah, let's bring 33, some justice. Thirty-three was pretty damn old yeah, back man. in the day. So yeah. I'd probably be like tall. For God, Jesus what if you went back in time and he had like a fucking comb over? <laughs> you just you, like you walk. You I'm just, just picturing skin. David Blaine with a comb like over. Like you just you you, <laughs> you you see Jesus. You get a time machine and you finally are excited to go back in time and you see Jesus and he's just embarrassing. Like. <laughs> He's got like a fucking comb over, and it's just like a few strings. Like he, he had no shapely form. Right. That we should. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> just dirty. Like, man, this guy's really. Uh, this is not the pictures that I remember. So we've got we've got some announcements here. Obviously, uh, Matt is dead. No, uh, Matt, Matt is on sabbatical. He's dead to us. Um, so I I was talking to him about what he wanted us to say about what he's on sabbatical for, and he wanted me to tell everyone that he is getting a penis reduction surgery. So <laughs> well, there's a shocker. So uh, turns out you can go from micro peen to <laughs> nano peen. I, I would assume yes. it's yes. got to be nano peen. Uh, now fifteen percent thinner. Um, uh, pretty soon they're going to need the. Uh, CERN is going to have to use the Large Hadron Collider <laughs> to even find it. Yep. So, uh, unbeknownst to us last week, uh, we played a song uh, that was prophetic. So, here's here, here it is. Oh, we should have brought some Hennessy, man. Oh, we should have next week. <laughs> Uh, we sipping on some hen at the Holiday Inn. Yeah, so we are we are literally uh, ch ch chilling at the Holiday yes, Inn. We really are. Um, no bullshit. Taking it on the we road. We really need to do a picture of this and put it on Instagram so that people know that we're not lying. I've got a, I've a lady is walking by the door in American flag shorts yep. as we speak. Yep, and there's so. there's a guy out on the patio smoking. Yep. Yeah, got his wing, his arms out, flapping them like they're wings. <laughs> He's, he's the eagle. Oh, oh man! So we are literally recording at the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> so, yeah, everything moves a little bit quicker it around does. here. Yeah. It really does. We're in a, a meeting room this week, but next week we're going. We're, we're, we're going literally going to be in a bedroom. We're going to be in a bedroom <laughs> with with Josh Casey. So, hey man, there are worse people to be stuck in a bedroom with. It's yep, sexy time. And we. Uh, paid for the room for all night, so sex will be had. Somebody, somebody is going to climax. Somebody's getting boned. <laughs> it just has to happen. You uh, cannot have a hotel and not climax yep. in that hotel room. <laughs> it's state <Okay>. law. <laughs> yeah. So we we were looking for a spot and like. Where where can you do the most ungodly things like a podcast? We're basically, our criteria were like. Can we have a room to ourselves? And do they mind if we bring our own alcohol? Yeah. That was our like, criteria. This is the only place in Martinsville <laughs> yeah. that we could do either of those things. They literally rent rooms you can fuck in. Yes. So that's true. That is 
Kind of the point. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. Uh, oh um, man. Yeah. So we're uh, we're at the cho- the holiday the holiday in. Uh, Matt's gonna be gone for I don't know how long. Who cares? When he when he's back, he's back. Dead to me. We'll we'll play the song. <laughs> he's back. We're not doing a funeral. <laughs> Fuck that. Who are you like, talking about? Never heard ever. No. <laughs> Matt, we love you. Uh, we know you're we listening. upgraded the bald Jesus. Yes, bald Jesus is the next step up. <laughs> Matt's like Harry. Matt played Jesus in a passion play one oh, time. Oh God, it was oh. it was so hard to watch just yeah. because it was like so cheesy. I can't remember if in that version, if that Matt, in that my brother product, hanging on a cross wearing basically nothing, <laughs> very kinky. in the middle of a church. It we was have, really really awkward for little brother to watch. I that. was one of the disciples, and I don't remember if in that particular Were one, I was Judas. I don't know if I was or not. I was definitely Judas in one <laughs> of them. very on brand. Was that was that <laughs> just giant goatee, Matt, Polly? Um, I think, he, I think to... he, grew, he grew a beard, okay. a full beard for the production. And his hair out, didn't he? Yeah, oh yeah. He, used to, time, he yeah. used to have the... Uh, like youth minister goatee on crowd. Oh yeah. Oh, he did. The yeah. Crowder for sure. The Crowder. Yeah. Straight yeah. up Crowder. Yep. It's a thing, man. It's it is legit. <laughs> so, uh yeah, that's uh, pour one out for Matt Polly. Well, we'll miss you dearly. Gone but never forgotten. <laughs> Maybe right. forgotten. It depends uh, on how long he's gone. <laughs> we'll see. Again, we'll, contestant number 2 is next week. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go into what are you drinking? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. There you go. Way to hit the button, buddy. I did, but it was paused. <laughs> hey, hey, what are you drinking? Hey, what are you drinking hey, very quickly? It's <laughs> not going to last very long. It goes down easy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You're going to need some fluid, so hey, hey, what are you drinking now? This is uh, from Boulevard Brewing Company. Yep. This was the pack, part of the pack from uh, Fitz. I yeah, think. yeah, Mr. Fitz, um, in the tantrums. Uh, <laughs> it's a single wide. That's IPA. actually their full name is Fitzgerald in the tantrums. Yeah, <laughs> Fitzgerald in the tantrums. Um, the single wide IPA um, by Boulevard Brewing Company. It's, it's pretty good. Really good, man. Yeah. It, like it definitely goes down easy. Boulevard, man, they make. That's a really good brewery. Yeah, yeah, they make really really quality stuff. I think so. that was the first, like craft brewery or microbrewery i ever had really yeah hmm. i went to interview at a church in kansas city and they were like, oh well that's this is what we drink out here and i was like hell yeah <laughs> i am all about it i drink grape juice yeah can i have a job i swig it around in my mouth and it turns into wine because <laughs> i'm bald jesus <laughs> you weren't bald then though were you i no. was not i just wait couldn't. when was this you almost 2003. left 2003 oh okay i didn't know you almost moved to Kansas City. Yeah, it was a close one. Huh. Yeah, that was when you looked like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, you yeah, more. I had hair. You did look yeah. a little bit like Robert Downey Jr. Back Iron there. Man. Iron Man Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Back when you were Iron Man Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so thanks, Fitz. Um, this round is on Matthew Benson. Hey. What? Uh, what? Well, Maddie Benz. Maddie Benz. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Benson was born ra- and raised in deep southern Illinois. Which is the same as deep southern Indiana for those keeping score. <laughs> no difference. Uh, he has been epile- epileptic oh, uh, since the that. age of 12. Huh. Well, that sucks. He has big, violent, scary seizures, uh, the kind where a few hundred years ago they would have assumed he was even possessed for them yeah. taking place. Huh. Yep. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. I've somehow missed that discussion in the pub. Is so, that happening? Has he mentioned that in the pub? I, it's possible. Man, the, the pub I is know, so big. It's, it's hard. You, you cannot keep can't. up. Oh, my gosh. Like, you go in if there. You're, if you're off of the pub. For yeah, so that just stopped, <laughs> stopped recording. Things are going well at the, at the holiday I end. made my contribution of the night while it was It's a really recording. good start. Yeah, so if you're out of the pub for a while, then, then you're screwed. You're, you're just yeah. The algorithm is just yeah. such that you'll, you might see something three days later, but... Maybe. Uh, maybe. You just have to search all 347 names right. and look at their recent <laughs> posts. And then yes. You'll you get really, like, that you, is a hot tip. If you want to look at Dan Summers' posts, you got to type in Dan Summers. Yeah. yeah. There are weeks that you'll be like, this week on the pub or whatever. I'm like, wait, did you do that this week? Oh, not what we're doing. We're going to get to oh, it in okay, a minute. That's right. Yeah. I, then I'm just like, I don't remember talking about any yeah. of that. I don't remember a post about any yep. of that. So. All uh, I knew. Oh, you'll remember this week. Jenny, Jenny got what she deserved. <laughs> no, so. we'll get to it. Wait, 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 wait. All right. So Matt Benson. Stand with Brad. Matthew Benson. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Matthew Benson. Time to pay the fiddler or. <laughs> okay. So uh, Matthew Benson, uh, he is fortunate in that uh, his se- uh, uh, epilept- epileptic seizures um, are controlled by medication. Uh, he is unfortunate the medication comes with depression anxiety, and a slight reduction of cognitive function. Huh. Um, Matt Benson grew up in church and started playing guitar in a P&W band Ooh. at 18. <laughs> P&Dubs, man. P&Dubs. <laughs> yeah. Praise and worship. I was more into the P than the W. Hey, hey as, a, as, a, uh, as a professional P&Dub guy, <laughs> Lucas yes. Allen. Yes. Uh, we are sitting with music royalty. What's the difference between P&W uh, what's, royalty? What's the difference between P and dub? Well, you know. <laughs> they say praise is more celebratory. Okay. And worship is more intimate. Oh, kinky. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're going to be doing next week <laughs> yeah. in the podcast, the worship. <laughs> this will be praise. Next week will be uh, worship. <laughs> yep. Um, so Mr. Benson uh, stayed at the church uh, until joining another, uh, slightly less charismatic, uh, charismatic essentially being Pentecostal without dress code. Um, <laughs> he was at until he was 24. Um, he's still there today, uh, though that may be, uh, changing in the next coming months. He's he's about to, yeah, he's, he's pulling the ripcord. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Benson plays guitar and bass and writes songs when he feels inspired to do so. Uh, Matt Benson took the express lane to a law degree, receiving a BA at 20, then a JD at 23. What's a JD? I don't know. I got my first... Oh, JD. <laughs> I was about yeah, twenty one, right? I don't know. Oh. I guess, okay. I, I, guess oh. I took the express route too. Oh. <laughs> uh, he was one of the, the youngest lawyers licensed in the state. And no, I wasn't married. Back off my dick. <laughs> well, well, what she well, okay. no, no. Right. Uh, Benson had hi, hi, honey. Benson had a phenomenally <laughs> shitty first legal job. Uh, his boss was taking people's money and then refusing to help them out. Nice. Uh, he found out, quit, wrote a le- the wrote the mother of all ethics complaints. His boss was disbarred and eventually went oh, to federal shit. prison. There you what? go. You don't mess with Benson, man. Damn. And he's listening now in prison. Hi, guy. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> He's being hollowed out like the channel. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> uh, after Benson left that job, um, uh, nobody would hire him. So he opened his own law firm. Well, that's one way to do it. 
Nice. Yep. I tried to do that by starting two churches and neither of them worked. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody would hire me either. <laughs> he met his wife, Christina, in 2007. They were married in 2009. They have two children. He ran for the state's attorney in Perry County in 2016. He was a Democrat in a rural county with a Trump on the ballot. Mm. It did not go well. Um, in addition to working as an attorney, Mr. Benson is also an instructor at Southern Illinois University. Go Salukis. Been there, yeah. yeah. Salukis. Wow. Went there, there for a CIY conference one year. I've, I've been there. Just one year? Yeah. we did, Well, we went different places, but yeah. Uh, we we always Southern went to the same one. one. Always at yeah. Southern Illinois. Yep. Yeah. Good times. I've spent many moons in there. Yeah. Uh, he started listening to podcasts as part of his morning exercise routine. He found the pastors through Twitter. Uh, they liked a lot of the same people. And in his spare time, he rides bicycles, plays music, um, engages in self-loathing. Self-loathing. <laughs> same. Uh, and offends people over it's social my, media. It's my best quality. <laughs> and he offends people over social media. Um, he does do that from time to time. He's got a knack for it. It's, a, it's, it's a spiritual gift. <laughs> spiritual gifting. He knows it. Uh, uh, theologically, he is probably still more conservative than a lot of the pub. He has rejected most of the racist, homophobic, misogynistic bullshit that came along with evangelicalism, but still bases most of his belief, belief system in the teachings of Jesus. But now he actually pays attention to the context in which it was written. Hey, so. That's a novel concept. Yeah. That was a novel uh, entry. <laughs> yes, it was. So, thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Matthew Benz. Matty Benz. Uh, that's great. Hey, guess oh. what button's back? This one. Oh, <laughs> Found it. <laughs> I had it labeled under the entire name of that. And there's like a, a beginning of it, so. Um, okay. Things discussed in the pub this week. People be triggered <laughs> by Brad's Jenny talk. Uh, oh, thanks. it was Brad's Jenny talk. Like you two assholes didn't jump on board. They were they were in there trying to. Yeah, you they down. sure were. Yeah. yeah, it's a movie. Settle down, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what, did it, what were you accused of? I don't know. I What's, think he was slut shaming. The slut first shaming. time he said it, I was like, "He's gonna get that shit." Slut yeah. shaming of uh, a fictional of character, a fake character in a movie. Number one, how dare you? <laughs> Number two, what gives you the right? <laughs> Jenny is the Wait, all that was real. You mean women. he met Kennedy and Nixon and yes, that was a documentary. Oh man, I saw it. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, people were triggered <laughs> by Brad's political opinions. So wait, what was that? That was that was in the in the pub. Was it? You get called out for being negative about politics. Oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> Once again, I think you know. Thank you, Dan Summers, my favorite Romanian. You moved up the up the board, past the dictator Nicolae Ceausescu. Uh, you are now my favorite Romanian for backing me up on that. His yes, his his response is exactly what I would have said. Show me and let me see some reason to be optimistic, and then we'll talk. Yeah, so. uh, people who are optimistic sound just like us before the Trump <laughs> <Yes>. elections. <laughs> Let's see. It's going to be great. There's no way people will elect that idiot. Well, guess yeah. what? 2020, probably not going to be as good as Democrats think it's going to be. So. Because the some, Democrats, the Democrats numbers. are useless. <laughs> yeah. so and that's the problem. If the Democrats weren't useless, I would have some more optimism. They're useless. So come at Brad again. Yeah, bring it. Uh, pumpkin spice bologna. You want to try it? it was, did you just think that was Photoshop? It, it definitely looked yeah, I think it was Photoshopped. I don't think that's a real would thing. Would you try it, though? No, I wouldn't. Well, I don't know. I don't right. like... I'm not a... I can't do bologna, period, so... Uh, fry it? 
Yeah, I've never, I've never fried it. I, I you like so many. You like your bologna thick cut. I, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, is there another way? Well, there's there's regular bologna <laughs> and there's thick cut. Yeah, I like it thick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like know, it thick. I ate I like so much. I ate so. Yeah, there you go. It has a great mouthfeel to it when it's thick. Yeah. Um, the mouthfeel of bologna. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I ate so much bologna as a kid. Oh. I just. It, it all. It's really just an unrolled hot dog. So I don't know why I can't eat it, but like it just. I can't do it. Yeah, give me some craft cheese and some Miracle Whip. Oh, oh shit. God, with craft like cheese is so Give me some chocolate milk and the fake version of everything. Give me give me some some chocolate milk and some craft macaroni and cheese. Just put that cheese. shit between two pieces of cardboard. I'll slay that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Give me an ecto cooler. I cannot Capri think of. Sun. I lo- I am a sandwich slut. I cannot think of anything grosser. Than a bologna sandwich with a craft single cheese slice on it and, <laughs> and make a miracle. <laughs> and no, a That is the grossest thing. <laughs> it's it's the basinger. I'm going to name yeah. that the basinger. Yeah. <laughs> I'll open a sandwich shop. We'll have the basinger. You could ironically yeah. sell those for like $9. You probably yes. could, yes. Out of a truck. Someplace in Bloomington, yeah. you put it up on campus, people are like, oh shit, man, yeah, have you had the, the basinger? You can yeah. buy a $7 grilled cheese from I know. the big cheese. Yeah. I mean, that's good. but It's good, but it's a grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, really. Um, a lot of people trying out the office for the first time. So a lot of people. Man, I've been office. I've been working my way back through it. It's been a few years since I had watched it. I'm on season seven. Oh, me too. Season seven's really good. Season seven's like, good. I know the older season, the newest, like the youngest seasons, get shit on. Which one is season seven? Where where um, where are you at with this? Oh, what did I watch? I got up to season. Uh, Episode four today. You know Robert California yet? Not yet. Okay. No, I'm not up to that yet. But like the first part of the first, I'm, I think I've watched the first four of those today. So is Michael Scott still in the yes. first part of that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I just, I don't know. I, I know it gets shit on, but it had some really quality oh, episodes. Yeah. I may be in, in season eight then because I've got Robert California. Were there nine seasons? I think so. Okay. I'm not sure. And I'm, see, I like the first time go around. I liked the Robert California character. Oh, he's so yeah. weird. He is, but he's he, so that's weird. James Spader. He's just I, I a like fucking him, weirdo. Yeah. I like they couldn't have found this. a better person to yeah. play that role, especially after Michael Scott. Yes, like, yes. Because yeah. you try to get someone similar. And yes. Just, yeah. 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 I like him better this go around than I did the first time because it's. I mean, it's hard to to beat. Um, what's his name? Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah. And then uh, D'Angelo Vickers. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> um, so, uh, also, fantasy football update. We've got one weekend. I got my oh, ass man, kicked by my wife. Nice. So, I scored 95 points. And, and my optimal was 144 points. Nice. <laughs> so, I was. it was all my fault that I which, got my ass kicked. Which you kind of deserved it because you told her to, to draft Le'Veon Bell. Okay, don't, don't. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and that's the same thing I said to her. Get off my ass about that. <laughs> I was the first pick. She was the second. I took... I mean, everybody was taking... Todd Gurley, Gurley and which Le'Veon I took Bell. in Le'Veon yeah. Bell one and two. Everybody yep. did it, so fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't trying to intentionally sabotage my wife's team for the second year in a row. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I did that last year too, didn't I? Yeah, P- Julio Jones, great job. Well, he was. T- oh, never mind. I'm not doing this. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to say number one right now is uh, Andrew Rettelsberger. Hey, all right, Rettelsberger. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Um. Yeah, he's number one, and then in the 
in the very last spot, Lucas Eddins. So, all right, he can dig himself out, but he's sucking it up. <laughs> that was not Lucas Allen. <laughs> yes, Luke I did. Eddins. I did change four players on my team today. Oh, so. Nice. <laughs> it was it, it for. I'm really bad about this. Week one is overreaction week. Yes. And I totally and just overreacted. Dropped everybody. I just fucking dropped everybody. Yeah. Like, eat a dick. Um, and Matt is screaming right now for uh, me to tell everyone that he is number two. So, <laughs> there you go. There you go, Bubby. There you go, Bubby. You got your yeah. shout out. Yep. Oh, we don't have a Fat Pastards or uh, pros and cons. Didn't think that through. We should have done that. Next, next, next year. We're next right week. next to Taco Bell. We'll just go all get all the shittiest, yeah, nasty yeah. food we can get next week. Bring a box of Taco Bell. What do they have? That five dollar five dollar box. That's a good deal. Man. But we'll mix it all up in a blender and drink it. It's all the same. <laughs> Throw some. Uh... They literally have like six ingredients. You know that, right? Like, and yeah. it's yeah. just it's just combinations of six just mixing ingredients. Mixing it all up. You know the, the order of the. I like how they're just the like difference. I don't know. Fuck it. I guess we'll put Fritos on this one. Like, yeah. it's. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Dumps well, they, they add an ingredient. <laughs> they add an ingredient like Fritos, and then Bob they have like fourteen West. new things they can get, like a, yeah. the Frito burrito. Yeah, buddy. You know the Frito taco, <laughs> the Frito salad. I don't salad. care what anybody says. I do like Taco Bell. Yeah. I actually stopped and got it for my oldest on the way home from his tennis meet tonight. So, oh nice. He was like, I want Taco Bell, and then he just. God, he was a fucking animal. Got home and it was just shit all over his <laughs> tennis uniform, <laughs> sauce, Doing and everything right, else. Like, God damn it! I'd be proud. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's go into the news feed. Is that where we're at? Yeah, let's go there. Yep. Okay. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. Wow, I just heard dry all your jizz. There it is. I hear it every time. See, right. I usually don't. Definitely heard it that time. I don't know why. It just really clicks it's right a, there. the aura of Holiday Inn is really... That's true. <laughs> I'm like, I hope they dread all their Well, we're here. probably sitting in it in some yep. fashion. Next oh, week, yes. we'll really be sitting in <laughs> it. Yep. God, what? We the... should do a blacklight test. We need no, to get a blacklight. Yes. <laughs> yes, we need to get a blacklight before next week. All right, go for we'll it. We'll do it. A... <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> they won't. They'll, they'll, they'll up Why is it on the week? ceiling? Jesus Christ! No, I'm, I'm sure that's a young I'm, man's game yeah. right there. I'm sure this establishment is very clean. It's probably rated highly on whatever the travelocity. No, it's oh, actually. No. I've never been in here. I mean, yeah. I don't know why I would, yeah. but it's you know, yeah, it's fine. I've been in here. I don't know why though. Couldn't yeah, why would you why. have been in here? You live here. Meetings for your former place of employment. No, why was I here? I don't have any idea. Oh, I was applying for a job. That's why. Yeah. Oh, for here? Yeah, really? uh, before I worked at Starbucks, I applied oh. for. This, I okay. just applied at two places here in Starbucks. I didn't you gonna even clean, know this. You were going to clean rooms? Uh, no, I was housekeeping. Work at the desk. Housekeeping at Michael. Yeah. <laughs> you so. want towel? <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> If they listen to this, we're fucked. So, Holiday Inn, check it out. No, Great. it's nice. I really, him. I You're said it's him. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we are paying them. Uh, okay, so you want the worst story we've ever had on here? Let's get this one out sure. of the way. A man allegedly sexually assaulted a dying beaver. What? Yep. Allegedly. Yep. So, uh, a man was arrested. That was, that was a great Matt Polly impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> You'll see when he was arrested and what he was charged with, this will make more sense. I think it'll still be terrible, but it'll <laughs> make more sense. A man was arrested in Kennewick, Washington. So we've got some Washington turds. So uh, apparently it's a turd meetup. They a, do those a lot. <laughs> this is how now, now we got a location for you. It's the beaver fucker state. That's <laughs> what Washington is, in case you're wondering. Beaver. Didn't. <laughs> 
Beaver definitely licked her. All right, on the verge of death. All right, um, Beaver definitely licked her. Uh, all right, a man was arrested in Kennewick, Washington, for allegedly trying to have sex with a dying beaver on Labor Day. Labor Day of all days. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's a holiday, so a day you're feeling off, good. Find something to do. You got a day off. Yeah. You need. You gotta. Fit, you gotta find something to keep yourself busy. Some people just mm. like hang around and grill out. This guy was like. I got a day off. I'm going to do I'm something with it. I'm putting my dick in a beaver. <laughs> it's my dick and then in a beaver. And then people were like, oh, that's a great idea, not realizing uh, <laughs> that <laughs> Richard Delp, 35, was charged with uh, animal cruelty and possession of methamphetamine. Uh, <laughs> so there you have it. Well. So in a Facebook post, a woman named Whitney Nicole said she found the beaver after it had been run over. She a- <clears throat> asked for help saving it. I flipped him over so he would walk, but his leg is broken. I got him onto a towel that I had in my car and dragged him on on it until I got him closer to the pond and out of the way of traffic. Poor guy, she wrote. She later posted an update on the beaver status. He's deceased. I caught a man having sex with the beaver. What? I'm traumatized. <laughs> According to Newsweek, Nicole went home to a, get a box to transport the beaver with. When she came back, she saw a man on the ground next to him with his pants unzipped. Oh, man. Kennewick Police Department told Newsweek they responded to a report of a transient male having sexual contact with a wild animal in mm. Columbia Park. Oh, wow. So he is uh, he is in jail. That's that's pretty. As he should be. <laughs> that's pretty fucked up, number one. <laughs> you think? But how does, how does one level get to that level of fucked up? Well, like, there I mean, has I'm to thinking be some, meth helps that yeah, along a little bit. I think it just skips a few levels of weirdness. Yeah, like, but to go from I'm going to have sex with a beaver to I'm going to have sex with a beaver. dying beaver. On the side of the right. road. Like, <laughs> I mean, how can this story get more offensive? Oh, the beaver was dying. Okay, well, yep, yep. there it is. <laughs> it's one thing to... <laughs> It's one thing to fuck a living beaver, yeah, but I mean, one that's dying, somehow way worse. Who, who am I to judge? <laughs> <laughs> Originally, it was just like some like foreplay with the beaver. Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> what a petting. terrible story. What an asshole. Yeah. Oh, God. This guy's going to get everything coming to him in, in prison. <sighs> no um, beavers. Yeah, nope. up, lifting up that big tail. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to tattoo a tail on his ass. <laughs> All right. Uh... Next one, this one, this one will cleanse the palate a little bit. Stoned New Zealand man breaks into zoo, gets bashed by tiny monkeys. Lovely. Oh, man. This, uh, let's see. If you've ever been to a zoo, you'll have thought about stealing a monkey. Not really. Yeah. Uh, everyone has. There's something undeniably beguiling about their hijinks and their squished little faces. I've never once thought, no, I'm going to steal a monkey. <laughs> Every time I see the baboons, I'm like, oh, there's one fucking another baboon. Yeah. Because every time you go by it, there was one time I was with my kids, man. God damn it. I was with my kids and the baboons at the Indianapolis Zoo. They are degenerates. There was one. It was literally sucking another one off. Like, and I, like <laughs> right by the fence. And my kid's like, what's that? Oh, God. Hey, the lions are over here. Let's go look at the lions. Is that the is that the one inside the big like atrium they've got there? No, got those are atrium. the uh, those are the orangutans. Okay, yeah, that's a completely different which, area. Which ones throw shit? Uh, I think all of them. All yeah, of them. I think gorillas do that quite a bit. Anyway, yeah, nice. they're they're disgusting. Anyway, um, so few of us have ever had the courage to go through with uh, the the plan to steal one, and a uh, twenty three year old New Zealander named John Casford almost died trying. Well, that'll do it. He admits he was high as a kite when he bypassed an unsecured gate, broke through two padlocks, two padlocks, wow. Wow. and entered the monkey enclosure at Wellington Zoo. 
he had it in his mind that he was going to catch one of the zoo's squirrel monkeys, which is a small canopy dwelling yeah. species. They're not very big. So he was probably thinking, oh, this you know piece of cake. Yeah. Well, they beat the shit out of him. Well, good. <laughs> Literally kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> well, he pro- when he went to jail, he's like, I just thought it was a beaver. <laughs> so um, he had actually, a couple of them were injured. Uh, and he, the monkeys this guy, were Yeah, injured? but this guy had a broken leg, two fractured teeth, a sprained ankle, and bruises on his back. They beat the shit out of him. Way to go, Good. Yeah. Number one, and don't then fuck they, animals. Number well, two, he told, don't fuck with he animals. He told zookeepers. And then the monkeys tried to fuck him. Yes, he told zookeepers that he'd broken his leg while jumping the boundary fence. Um, but it was ultimately foiled by the fact that monkeys are not, as it turns out, just hairy little children with tails. They are <laughs> savage acrobats that will beat the living piss out of anyone who wanders into their territory unannounced. So, uh, yeah, he is uh, currently in jail. Yep. Um, he actually jerking off. Yeah, <laughs> he actually faces. Where was it? He faces uh, seven months in prison. Oh, no, he sentenced him. To, the judge sentenced him to two years and seven months in prison. Wow. So, lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. don't uh, don't try to steal, don't try to steal a monkey. It will not go well. I've never once thought, no. hey, I'm going to steal a monkey. No. Who wrote that article? Well, it's on Vice. Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone thinks you're going to steal a monkey. <laughs> That's all I got. So. uh I got to cut one we don't even really need to talk about. It's just a public service announcement. <laughs> PSA. There was a crash on a highway in Arizona that spilled beer kegs all over the embankment. Mm. And so I thought this was a pretty good story, and I read it. And then the last line of the story is, it was unclear whether the kegs were empty or full at the time of the crash. And I'm like, if you can't tell me yes. the most important thing about the yes. story, I don't need Seriously. to. Seriously. We're not sure. We're not 100% we, we sure. We don't know. <laughs> The reporter is like really bloated oh. and drunk, though. So. <laughs> They're um, empty now. Yeah, but if you're in Arizona, it's a sight to see. Um, so this one, I picked this out for Michael. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I'm very excited right now. <laughs> you will be. It's about a dead dog. Oh, oh man. <laughs> um, uh, but this, I, this I, li- I prefer him pre-dead. Well, we need to come with. We need to come up with a sound effect of a dog hitting a garage door. <laughs> um, but this was no ordinary dog. This dog served as the mayor of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> Rabbit Hash. Yeah. So that's a real place. It's with an, real people. Yes, and they, and a dog's the mayor. And they elect. They vote. Okay, they're an unincorporated community. Oh, there's oh, a there shocker. So. Smoking they, the they do this fundraiser. The yeah, that's where the, yeah. the hash comes from. Yeah, they do this fundraiser where you can every dollar you give is a vote. So they vote for a lot of times their dogs. But um, Lucy campaigned with the slogan "The bitch you can count on." <laughs> props to Lucy for that. Um, and she was the mayor. Um, you can count on for me. eight years, and she had just stepped eight down. years. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my God. Well, that's just two terms. <laughs> I think mayoral terms are like. Did two, she die? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she didn't die in office. She stepped. She stepped down. Oh, you know, and uh, off a curb and broke her back leg. They had to put her down. It's fine. Yeah. So, um, but <laughs> I was <It's> a dog. <laughs> so she beat out in 2008. Her first time, she beat out uh, ten other dogs, a cat, a possum. And a jackass for the coveted position. Oh, Jesus. So, um, Welcome to Kentucky. And her, the person she was running against, Brynneth Paltrow, 
<laughs> Real goopy eyes. <laughs> or uh, Brynn Paltrow replaced her. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walks around with an egg in her cooch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, they do have a mayor. We don't have to worry about Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, the right now. The good thing is that the town actually pays for vagina steamings now. They pay for that for well, people. Only for dogs yeah. and <laughs> almost dead beavers. Yeah. <laughs> but it had me thinking because I live in a like fake town. Yeah, New, you do. New Unionville. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, there's like She's 10 right houses. right next to old Unionville, in case anybody's wondering. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird how that works yeah, out. I live near a fake town called Wait, H- you actually, Hindustan. Yeah. yeah right. You actually live in New... It, it's not Unionville? It's, no, it's New, New Union? Unionville. The old there's one, a Unionville, right? A Unionville. The old one was tired. They have like out. a post office. <laughs> They're real, like Clear Creek. Right. We're, right. we're like two roads intersect. So if you really want to come find Lucas Allen, there's like eight houses in New <laughs> yeah, Unionville. Yeah, exactly. Just knock on a door until bald Jesus shows up. <laughs> <laughs> He's only, a desired man. I only answer, answer my door with a shotgun. So, you, know. yeah. you and everyone else out there. Exactly. Knock on the right door the first time or you're fucked. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's the house with all the Confederate flags. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just lines the driveway. You have to, or they like come out and That's kill right. you. That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Well, I've got uh, quite a few here, guys. Um, That's a shocker. Up t- product update. This is a grocery store product update. Uh, there's a new way to sell bananas. Um, a It appears as though a Korean grocer uh, sells banana, one-a-day banana, and each banana is a different shade. So what? Pr- the, they're oh, from yellow to from green. progressively green. That is not a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a one-a-day pack of bananas, and there's six bananas in there. Huh. So, Pretty that good idea. You, you gotta really? have a Sabbath for your banana. You do, yes. apparently. That is yeah. actually a really that good idea. Good. <laughs> Keep your leg cramps away. <laughs> banana a day. <laughs> that test. Yep. That's a good idea. Need to yeah. do that with avocados too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. You're like, yeah. I feel like avocado, and you get them, and then you get home, and it's like right. They're either yeah. mushy or they're so hard they taste like nothing. Yeah. 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 Right. Huh. That's man. Good Not a bad him. idea. That's a that's a great idea. It's pretty brilliant. In other grocery news, um, <laughs> people are stealing millions of dollars from grocery stores, uh, scanning items as carrots. Wait, say that again. So, people are stealing millions of dollars in scan by scanning items as carrots. Yeah, you know. See, I've wondered this with all the self scan shit. Yeah. Like, it would be really easy to scam. Oh yeah, I mean, really, really easy. Yeah, I've always I've wondered how much stores are losing because of that. You know, people do that shit. I so mean, British shoppers have reportedly been sneaking, sneakily weighing a variety of items as carrots and self checkout, and over the last four years, it has totaled up to four million dollars wow. in theft, um, reported by the Independent. And it's become so common that they don't even that many don't even think it's a crime. That's how yeah, often it it's is. a crime. Oh yeah, wow. definitely, sure. definitely dishonest. It's it's perceived as cheating the system, um, and not uh, because not. I've wondered that before too. I'm like, what what would stop me from like buying the organic vegetables and ringing them in as regularly? Like yeah. nothing. And I was yeah. like, man, that I don't do that because I'm just not that kind of person. But man, that yeah. really not hard to to yeah screw them over. Yep. Um. Yeah. So yeah, don't do that. If you if you need to take something from a grocery store, have some self respect and butt smuggle that shit out. Yeah, <laughs> like actual, up your butt. you got an actual it. carrot. Yeah, 
So somebody had had. I um, fell on it. In one case, somebody had purchased forty pounds of carrots in a single trip. Forty, 40 pounds. pounds of carrots. Well, it's forty pounds right. of, of other shit. God, that's a lot. Yep. Man. Um, and that's not even the most flagrant example. In 2012, a former hockey player stole $600 worth of groceries um, over three months by scanning everything as loose onions. So, Yeah, but how did they catch him? Um, they didn't sell loose onions at all. Oh, well, there so, you go. There, there it is. Huh. So at least be smart about it if yeah. you're going to be an evil person. I don't know. Jeez. The the option came standard on the machine that they had in the grocery store. Yeah, that's that's not great. Yep. So. Hmm. Yep. Um, all right. Let me. Um, this is this is a great Florida man story. I'm so excited about this. Speaking of Michael Scott, um, naked Florida man burns down house while trying to bake cookies on his George Foreman grill. <laughs> Yes. It's like when Michael baked his foot, <laughs> yep. grilled his foot. Um, so, yeah, this guy uh, was, was ma- I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. He's trying to bake cookies <laughs> on his George can you, Foreman. Can you fill in some details here? Yeah. Uh, yep. His nudity only describes half the weirdness. Um, he, in, admitting, he admitted to drinking two liters of vodka and smoking Whoa. marijuana since 9 a.m. Um, two bl- liters of <laughs> vodka. I don't understand how he started a fire, how the cookies caught fire. Like, well, do you think they just yeah, burned? I think he was pretty drunk. Yeah. So, but, you yeah, know, what would actually No, the grill, flame? the grill caught fire is what okay. they said. He, he left the cookies unattended for too long, and it just literally all went up in flames. I know when I, you know, wanted baked cookies, the first thing I do is reach for a George Foreman grill yep. to do yep. that. I mean. Guess what he tried to do by stopping the fire? Tried to put it out with dry towels. <laughs> Yeah, quick. this guy was done. <laughs> this guy was toasted. Yeah, they were laden with fabric softener that yeah. just like. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the fire department <laughs> showed up to the scene. Uh, the man opened the door, uttered the words "I'm sorry," and proceeded to shut the door again. <laughs> uh, the police eventually showed up and took him out of the inferno, um, while the firefighters put on oxygen masks and battled the flame. Wow. Uh, the, the fire department said he would have likely died from excess smoke inhalation if he had not left the building. Wow. He had no intention of leaving. Dang. So. It's, uh, yeah. That's. <laughs> he would have went out in a blaze say. of glory. <laughs> yeah, he sure <laughs> would have. <laughs> so. <laughs> or at least just a blaze. Yep. Um, let's talk about Domino's. Did you guys hear about Domino's? I like love the Domino's. pizza. I do like Domino's pizza. So. Domino's offers free pizzas for life to customers who get a tattoo of their logo. Hmm. Really? Well, they underestimated the how many people would actually <laughs> get Domino's uh, tattoos. This is one of those things that sounds like a really good idea yeah. in a boardroom. Like some higher up comes up with it, and nobody has the balls to go. Yeah, that's a terrible He's fucking like, idea. Who actually gets tattoos? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Loose women. Yeah. Exactly. It could be, it could be any- sailors and loose women. Sailors any, and whores. Anywhere That's on their tattoos. body. <laughs> they can put the tattoo anywhere on the body. Um, so it was t- Domino's Pizza in Russia. Um, oh, uh, well. Okay. So uh, they would g- receive 100 free pizzas every year for 100 wow. years. Wow. For 100 Bro, years. Bro, that's a lot of pizza. It's a lot. I mean, that's like a pizza every three, three or four God. days. Okay. I'm down. Yeah. 
So as it turns out, Domino's customers give absolutely no fuck <laughs> <laughs> and uh, will tattoo just about anything on their bodies for some free pizza. Wow. Um, so there's a bunch of pictures of people who got the logo on How there. long did it take him to shut that program down? Well, let me scroll through these images. Uh, about a day. Um, so so the instead of running the promo for two months as planned, um, they announced the next day that they would... Um, only be awarding the first 350 people with tattoos. So Domino's God, issued a statement. Even that. Can you imagine if you were 351? Oh, I know, oh, right? Oh, then you got a Domino's tattoo for no goddamn reason. Yep. On and my right, neck. On your, on, yeah, exactly, on your face. Because of course it is. Yes. <laughs> they issued a statement. Any An urgent message to those sitting at a tattoo artist right now. We'll include you in the list of participants, but we're waiting for photos uh, by midday. To those with appointments scheduled, we recommend you cancel them. So, wow. Yep. They, I guess 350 of them still get free pizza for life. I mean, man, that, that's a hell of a deal. I would, that's 35,000 pizzas. Would you do it? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I would too. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Without a doubt. I mean, that's like, I could make a a, one pizza last for three days. That's what I wondered what the stipulations were. Like, does it have to be a certain size or anything? Because, like, if you just, little, Little Domino logo on your yeah, arm. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing to cool that. Cool as fuck, man. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it doesn't have to say Domino. It's just a little Domino. I'd go all yeah, out and get a really. tramp stamp. Yeah, if you're gonna go, go hard. But Tribal Domino's <laughs> logo. Tribal Domino's <laughs> little barbed wire. It's got barbed wire around it. Yeah. Oh man. Tasmanian devil on my hip. <laughs> right next to my Coco Pelli tattoo. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> gosh. Um. All right, let me see if there. I've got any other good ones. Jesus, please no. Well, we got we're, we're way ahead on time because we didn't do the the other segment. So let me Which just segment fat bastards. Fat bastards, yeah, we didn't do that. No, it's a sham. But people are gonna be really pissed. They didn't have to listen to us chew into a microphone. Pretend. All right. Well, I can do a uh uh what what is it uh uh. Twister's bachelorette story. If you'd like, like me to do that. Well, I don't know. Does the Twister want that? I don't story know. out there. Well, it's, it's not. Their, it's not their story. I'm just oh, saying. Okay. It's 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 a it's an online dating story. Okay. Um, so a man accused of serial dining and dashing, leaving dates to pay, faces multiple felonies. Good. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I saw this story. What a horrible person. Uh, he's the dine and dash dater. Um, he would meet women across Los Angeles, only to leave them with the bill. Plead. Uh, he pled not guilty to uh, charges of extortion and theft. Um, Forty-five years old. Allegedly connected with a string of women through dating apps and websites and invited them to dinner um, basically between 2016, May, and, and April of this year. Um, and just got free meals. God, what an asshole. Had a good run, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yep. He went to different restaurants in Pasadena, Long Beach, Burbank, Los Angeles. Um and this guy probably went home to his bros. He you know ordered I mean? and he probably went home to his wife. Drinks. Yeah, well, yeah. that too. Probably went home to his bros and was just like, yeah, I got another one. What a dick. Eight Fuck women, this guy. Eight women told prosecutors they'd footed the bill, one of them under the belief that he would pay the check or pay them back. Um, and at least twice the restaurant paid its own check, uh, making those businesses victims in the criminal complaint as well. Um, in total, just with the eight women they found on this case, um, $950 wow. in, in food. Wow. That was his, you know. Dang. 
That's man, God. what a shithead. Yeah. Yeah. Why do people have to be dicks? Like, how hard is it to just be a decent human being? He also went to the hair salon and left before paying too. Wow. Um, yep. Then, what a guy. And then he went to the supermarket and got <laughs> a bunch of carrots. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bought fifty pounds of carrots. So charged with seven counts of extortion, extortion, uh, two counts of a, of attempted extortion, one count of grand theft. All of them felonies. Uh, he faces two misdemeanor counts, each of defrauding an innkeeper and petty theft. Um, Is that a specific one? Defrauding an innkeeper? That's what, yeah, it says that on there. Defrauding an innkeeper. <laughs> so uh, Defrauding an innkeeper. It's like one of those random laws from like 300 years exactly, ago. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, wow, we're throwing everything we can find. You know some lawyers looking through a book like, or the prosecutor, oh, we can get him with defrauding yeah. an innkeeper. What the fuck? If convicted as charged, he could spend up to 13 years in state prison. Wow, really? Dang. Well, I mean, they're felonies, man. You don't just do a felony and wow. get probation. Yeah. 13 years, man, that's crazy. Yep. Yeah, so, he deserves it. Fuck him. Yep. He deserves to go to federal pound. Me Hope he meets that, that guy with the beaver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beaver man. We both have uh, interesting dating stories to swap. Yeah, I mean, yeah for sure. <laughs> oh, man, I had this sick beaver. Oh, really? Me too. I no, never, like an actual beaver. I never saw the beaver. I just didn't even move. Didn't even move. Didn't even. <laughs> I once went to a restaurant. They were serving beaver. <laughs> didn't pay the bill. Oh, man. I got kicked out of... Well, we all got lunch detention one year in middle school for saying a bunch of beaver jokes to our English teacher. <laughs> she was clueless. Well, she, so she was totally clueless. So <laughs> the hardest I've ever laughed, that I ever laughed in school, was in seventh grade, Mrs. Carl. 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 Coral. Not Coral. That's for Walking Dead reference. Okay. Don't get it. I don't. Mm. Yeah. Right. People will get it. Anyway, so one day, somehow we get on the topic of beaver, and <laughs> somebody, some wise ass in class, which actually wasn't me, was like, have you ever eaten beaver? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah. I've had. And at this point, we're already in tears. Like, uh. <laughs> really, what, what did the beaver taste like? And so she's going, and she's answering these questions. He's was like, was the, was the beaver tender? I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, I mean, it, it went on for a good five minutes. The class, I mean, we were all in absolutely crying oh, laughing. God. Well, the next day we all got lunch detention. Because apparently, I'm guessing one of the other teachers pulled her aside and was like, uh, Hey, about hey, that. Yeah, you know what they were doing, right? Yeah, the whole class got lunch detention. But it oh. was, that is the hardest, well, it was the second hardest I I ever laughed in school. The first hardest, I got kicked out of class in sex ed um, when we watched the video and the guy said he was looking for his keys and my friend and I fucking <laughs> lost our minds laughing and yeah. we got kicked out. So he was like, it was this old ass video and he's got his hands in his pockets and his friend's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking for my keys and what? we fucking hey, lost Real it. talk. What was that guy doing? Wow, we've got a guy watching us right now. Hi, buddy. <laughs> I just heard crazy. him say, there's some guy on TV. Nope, yeah. this isn't TV, dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally looking at us. Hey, so. how's it going? Good. Yeah, all right. This isn't weird and awkward at all. <laughs> He's got like four teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Try not to make eye contact with the polar bear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> Why are we here? Oh, who knows? We're going to get raped after this. <laughs> I they're, feel dirty. They're famous. Right behind the Taco they're Bell. On TV. All right. So, <laughs> he literally said, yelled to somebody. I heard him through the Them door. Them guys are on TV. Them guys are on TV. Yeah, really? Where is TV the camera? <laughs> oh, well, there is the security you camera. Absolute dumbass. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Woo. Oh boy! All right. All right. Um, yeah, I don't even. What were was I saying? It should be foofy. All right. I feel like I was going to say something. Well, we talked about Beaver and uh, <sighs> Beaver, Beaver, Beaver. Oh, the guy you said. What was the guy looking for? His, oh yeah, what was he looking he for? He had in a his boner, pocket? Michael. <laughs> okay, just just wanted it was to make a sure. What was he video. really looking for? They <laughs> sex ed video. Embarrassed that he, he had still a boner, so babies. he was like. Had his hands in his pockets, trying to keep it from showing. Or so whatever. they were they were teaching you methods of how to hide your boner. Dude, we fucking lost it. I have I really don't think that maybe the <laughs> like if I was ever on Pete Holmes podcast and he asked me how what's the hardest you've ever laughed that would be it. I I, I can't I don't think I've ever laughed harder than that. Yeah. And we got uh, booted from class. Me and my friend. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Did you ever get detention? Uh, yeah, I probably did. <laughs> trying to remember <laughs> i never did he was too drunk yeah i was, it was a, <laughs> high school was a blur no i got i did get in trouble for uh selling gum at middle school where like you could buy go to the store where you could get like candy at super discount prices and so i'd buy like five packs of bubblicious for a dollar and then I would sell them at school. Nice, twenty-five cents a piece, or a five, or you know, a, a pack for a dollar. Oh yeah! And I was like turning over. Yeah, money. man, you're raking it in, yeah. man. Shit! And then I got busted, and it all came crashing down. Oh man! Kind of, you know, I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but I imagine it's pretty similar. Yeah, it's story identical arc. story. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just thinking, he is Walter White. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Without the, can- with, without the cancer. Without the meth or the cancer. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was, that's, that was going through my brain. He looks like he was on Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. That's, what, that's his life right now. He's, he's, he's living the life of Walter White if he was waiting for his first pube. Yeah. That's it. All right. All right well, let's go uh, further up, further in. All right. Let's do this. Further up and further Further up and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you, Lucas. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I don't know if we talk about that enough. Is that weird? Yeah, I know. is that Let's weird to hear up. yourself? Um, no, because I listen to it every week. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten over the weirdness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did do you ever listen to it while you're um, grabbing your keys and your? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I usually, you know, go to iTunes and listen to my hymns album for that okay you know yeah. just a good old oh just, for a thousand tongues really gets yeah. in the mood <laughs> oh victory in jesus uh, <laughs> come now fount yes indeed <laughs> <laughs> okay so this week is a um a, a listener chosen uh pick so on patreon.com slash pastors podcast um you can uh, level up to be able to choose our topic so Natalia Marfil is uh she's back again. She did the last yes. one with Hillary McBride. So Lucas, live up to Hillary McBride. That's so. usually what I do when I'm here. I'm such a great contributor you are our to the Hillary. podcast. Dropping some boober. <laughs> like yeah. the, uh, the male Hillary. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um okay, so so we're talking about truth. Um 
as you can probably guess from the the title of the episode, which will be um, Truth. Se- sex with monkeys <laughs> and beavers. <laughs> sex with beavers. Yes. Yeah. Beaver sex. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, so here I'm gonna kind of read her question, and yeah. then we're gonna kind of go over truth, and then we're gonna talk about it. Yep. So, um, her she's got several rapid fire questions here, so we'll probably come back around to these yes. questions at the end. After and she's like, did we answer these? Probably not. No. Um, so the questions are: Are there universal truths? If so, where do they come from? Is there a definitive idea of good and evil? How do we know what falls under either category? Is this something intuitive or taught? That's the one thing I struggle with uh, to explain to myself and to others uh, in my deconstructing journey. I used to have specific ideas of what constitutes as good and evil. Um, I had the Bible as my guide. Now that I don't view the Bible slash Jesus as my only moral compass, I'm stumped on how to verbalize where my ideas of right and wrong come from. The lines are blurred, shades of gray versus black and white, 50 shades, I wonder. Um, people <laughs> on That's what op- it says. Yes. Yeah, you missed uh, it. Uh, people on opposite sides of the fence can uh, look at the same person or situation and come to vastly different conclusions about its morality. Mm. Uh, I know that some people of all faiths and non-faiths are capable of being moral uh, and also being uh, capable of being assholes. Uh, what is the foundation of beliefs that can explain what is right and yeah. what is wrong? <laughs> this is a really fucking hard this topic. Is, yeah. yeah. So I this, think there's going to be a lot of... I don't know. It's a lot of like I don't know at the base of any existential question. It is. It really yeah, is. Like, I think. I think anybody that has deconstructed has run up against this. Yeah. yeah. Well, you lose your your what you view as your moral compass. Well, we're raised with black and white. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, we're you know what I mean. How many God? How many sermons have we heard on absolute truth growing yeah. up? I yeah. mean, and what's funny is it's never. You know, now that I look back, I'm like, absolute truth. What the fuck are you even talking yeah. about? Like, yeah. you know, in, in their minds. But e- what's funny is even the people that talked about absolute truth couldn't even agree on what right. were absolute. Right. I have the foundation like, of all reality yes. and I've got it figured out. Yeah. Yes. God, I this is such a like you said, this isn't this is an existential conundrum. Mm-hmm. This right here that we run up against. So, Michael, what do you? Uh, what do so, you have? I want to. I want to um, start off with a disclaimer. Um, we're we're going to borrow a lot from our good friend Richard Roy. I'm very excited right now. <laughs> jerking off. Um, God. We're, we're, Can we're, you match those you, up so it you, says you, I'm jerking off right now? <laughs> I'm very excited off. right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, if you do that, I am done. <laughs> Holy you shit. You can't do that to Richard. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, we're, we're, I'm going to borrow a lot from him. Uh, we're going to, uh, you know, just different uh, devotionals he's had in the past, but some of it, some other things mixed in. But um, let's go over um, relative truth versus absolute truth. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but. Tich not Han. No, Tick not Han. Tick. Yeah. Tick not Han. He was a friend and contemporary of Thomas Merton. Oh, he, he's still alive. Yes. Uh, I listened to his. Um, so his, Thomas Merton might be too if it wasn't for a 
fan in a bathtub. Mm. <laughs> so, that'll do it. Um, he, he writes that according to uh, Buddhism, there are two kinds of truth, relative or worldly truth um, and absolute truth. So uh, he, he uses wonderful imagery to help us grasp the difference between these truths, um, between our two selves, the small false self and the true eternal self. Um, he goes on to talk about like um, waves as an ocean in an ocean. So you see a wave and uh, each wave is its own wave. Um, they can be compared to other waves. Um, they can be uh, uh, less beautiful or more beautiful, higher or lower, longer lasting or less longer lasting. Um, but if we look more deeply, uh, the wave is made of water. And while it, while living the life of a wave, it's still, it also lives a life of water. Right. And it would be sad if the wave <clears throat> did not know that it was water. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the idea though is that, that truth can be, can be relative and there can be different angles of, of truth. Right. As it were. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Any thoughts before I move on? Well, I think, like, actually, when I when you sent the question to us yeah. before, I was just like, well, I don't stress out, but I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because I feel like this is one of those things, like, you can make an assertion as to yeah. whether it exists or not, but it's like, these big things, like, I can't, I can't prove it. Right. Yeah. You know? And, and the word, and frankly, the word truth makes me super fucking itchy. Yeah. yeah. Because of all the baggage that yeah. came right. with that growing up. You know, and so, you know, you, you, I just, just the word I automatically, like, I I read the question when she sent it and my, I just, my brain just shut down. Mm. Like, I was just like, God damn it. Like, not, not. I don't mean that, Natalia. I'd like to like, also point out that <laughs> I just that mean Matt, like not, Matt not said you. this was a great topic. So. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Matt. But I just, you know, what I mean, it's just one of those. There's so much that I'm still unpacking. Yeah, I think from that I'm still not a hundred percent certain where I land on yeah. a lot of this because of of still unpacking what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. You know, but and, you know, talking about absolute truth and all that meant was your church's interpretation of the Bible. Right. That was the absolute well, truth. And it's to me, it's kind of like, you know, that existential thing, like the question, is there a God? Yes. Where you're like, well, do I believe there's a God? Right. Do I have, <laughs> right. you know, these yeah. ideas, yeah. but it's like, that's where I felt the pressure was like, is there absolute truth? And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. But I did, I went to, um, Dictionary.com. <laughs> well, I started there. <laughs> Baptistchurch.org. I went to allaboutphilosophy.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to get like a, you know, three-paragraph yes. primer. Yeah. Um, and it gave me a little piece, because I do believe in absolute truth. Okay. I mean, not in the like... How Okay, so how, uh, how would you define that? Is there any truth that is unvariable, uh, fixed... So I'm not saying like, ultra, like God or the Bible, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just the idea that if we're going to have, well, I kind of had that joking thing I sent that was like, all truth is relative, but it's relative to some absolute. Yeah, yeah. But so like the first thing they say in this all about philosophy, which I'm sure Keegan is on. This, <laughs> this, this is like philosophy for dummies. I'm just joking. Keegan. Do you know um, that? Do you know that Keegan's doing right now? Jerking off. <laughs> 
talking about philosophy. Keegan, uh, I love you. God, I love you. Uh, this is your wet dream right now. But anyway, now. the second sentence gives the point. There are no, there are absolutely no square circles, and I think that's a classic, or no round squares. Right. And so it just gives you this, like, there are some things that are absolute without, you know, having to base everything on it, but just feeling like there's some anchor to re- a recognizable reality. Yeah. Like, we could be living in a simulation, but there's no round There's squares. no proof either way. I know. <laughs> yeah, so we're living in a, and what makes it really tricky right now is we're also living in a post-truth era, yes. or what mm-hmm. they call a post-truth era. Uh, era. So we've got Holocaust deniers, flat earthers, anti-vaxxers, oh, GMO haters. Don't even haters. get me started on like, fucking flat earthers. <laughs> Jesus. But, but seriously, that's like... You can't have, well, how do you know you've never been out in space? How do you know that yeah. there's, the moon isn't made of cheese? You know? It, it, it's fucking nuts. It's I know. So, so for us, it's like, they're, we know that they're, they're not there. But for other people, it's like, how do you prove that? Like, mm-hmm. and I know there are other things that, that are, are less uh, extreme as that. But mm-hmm. um, if people are willing to debate whether or not Russia was involved in the election or, you know, whether or not we landed on the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what I have else my questions are... about that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great Mythbusters episode on that, by the way. They just... 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah, that's right. Bush did 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but what it, it makes it hard for us to really talk about truth yeah. because everything is up for question. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... I... And people I think are because of my upbringing. I would love to just go. There's no such thing as absolute truth. But here, here once again, you sort of bump up against definitions. Like, yeah, are, is there an absolute truth? Singular? I don't know. Yeah. Truth? Absolute truth? I think there are some absolutes, mm-hmm. plural. Yeah, but that's different. You know, we we grew up talking about absolute truth and the absolute truth. I, I honest to God don't even know how that's even defined anymore. But, you know, I mean, like would murder is bad not be an absolute? I I would think so. But then again, then people would then immediately somebody would, what about Hitler? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and there again, I I don't know. Yeah. And like like, the flat earth, like just for example, uh, people, well, the earth is round. Well, no, it's not. There's hills and stuff. There's a Green Canyon. That's not. That's not round. There's a big divot in the hole. Like, yes, but but by and large, the earth is round. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So th- there's always going to be those people who are contrarian who are going to debate every single thing with you, not because of some uh, conviction they have, but because uh, they're just going to play the devil's advocate. And I I think cynicism is great. But it can also prevent you from really having any any strong opinions long term. Mm. I don't know that cynicism is great. I think questioning skepticism. And, skepticism. That's skepticism what I meant. Skepticism. Yeah. But not when skepticism turns into cynicism, it's a problem. Yes, yeah. that's yes, um, you're right. God, I hate this topic. Not, not. <laughs> I don't mean that. I just mean it, I just mean that because it's trying to say something. It's insightful really, or authoritative. Yeah. God damn. It's really. And I, I just, I, I, I think it's really interesting, you know, just kind of tying this into the Bible a little bit, you know, the, the thing that everybody always goes back to on all the sermons I, I heard on this topic on absolute truth, 
they always go to the the instance where Jesus is in front of Pilate, Pontius Pilate. Yeah. And Pontius Pilate just says, what is truth? You know what? what is Then they always would say that, like, well, you know, Pilate didn't believe in any truth, and that's why he had Jesus crucified. Well, right. notice that Jesus doesn't even fucking answer yeah. the question. <laughs> yeah. Jesus doesn't know either. So. Je- I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't even answer the goddamn question. No. Like, I think that's a really profound insight. I was I was thinking about this topic because, of course, that was the passage that came up was what is truth, and I was like, oh, yeah. He never, you know, Jesus doesn't go on some long diatribe about well, this is what truth is. He doesn't say shit. Yeah. No. Literally doesn't say a word. No. And I think that there's something really interesting about that. You know, if if absolute, if if truth was such a huge fucking deal, Jesus had this opportunity to like really talk about. Well, I think there is truth, and this is what truth is. He didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys heard of denialism before? Denialism, no. Um, so denialism is it's kind of that idea that that we, you know, we reject an obvious truth for a much more comfortable lie. Mm-hmm. So it's something we're all guilty with on some level. Probably. Um, you know, that, that you know, I don't really want to deal with that main character flaw that I've got. Instead, I'm going to say it's because of this, this, and this, that mm-hmm. that I'm an asshole. It's because I'm an Enneagram 5 that I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a rejecting an obvious truth for a much more comfortable lie. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I think I think we're all guilty of that on some level, and it and it makes it hard uh, for us to to really suss out what the the actual truth is. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, the religious aspects of 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 truth for a minute, because th- she's got some questions in there about yeah, yeah. about uh, what is the the big truth. So. Uh, this is from Richard Rohr. It says, if something is spiritually true, it will also be true in the physical world. In all disciplines and all religions will somehow be looking at this one truth from different angles, goals, assumptions, and vocabulary. If we are really convinced that we have the big truth, then we should also be able to trust that others will see it from their different angles or uh, it is not the big truth. How would you define the big truth? I would say largely, and, and we'll get into this further on, but I think truth is, um, is love. I think truth yep. is, is not necessarily, uh, uh, a God, but, a but, a but a set of, of, um, openness. I don't know if that makes sense. I, it's funny you say that cause I was, that's exact same as that's exactly what I was thinking was when I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about with any of this was, Mm -hmm. is there, I came back to the question, is there any sort of an absolute? And I, only thing I could come back to was love. Yeah. You know, going even back to that passage with Jesus and Pilate, he didn't say a word. He just fucking dies and he dies because of love. He'd rather love his enemies rather than fight them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He'd rather be killed by his enemies than to fight them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. I, if you if you saw everything I, that's the, through the I lens think, I mean, of love. It, but even even you know, it's really interesting because you know the to the to the Jewish mind in Jesus's day, the Torah was truth. Mm-hmm. If you would have asked them what is what is truth, they would have said the Torah. Yeah, that's truth. And Jesus just goes, 
Oh, all the law and the prophets are summed up in love God and love your neighbor. Yeah. Like, so for Jesus, all of that truth boils down to just love people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you just love, love, love. That's, that's, it seems to be that that's the only truth. Yeah. But that, even that can get kind of weird and nebulous. I mean. And it's, it's. Because how, deniable. I mean. Like it's, you can opt out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's where it's like, I don't know, it gets, it, like this is the, what holds the universe together is love. Yeah. And then we just look around and we're like, and really? I, yeah. I think you could say love, you could say life, you could say, mm-hmm. you know, th- there is there's good and there's evil there's there's life and there's death and there's a necessary um balance in there that's necessary yeah. because if you have too much love and you it, it, then you don't know suffering um and and the well, love I don't, I don't know love about doesn't that, have the, the love doesn't have weight i don't know but about if, that though you don't know about what i don't think love and suffering are necessarily opposites well well love and death but I think in order to experience love, you have to go through some sort of suffering. Right. And, well, I mean, Richard Rohr even says, that, you know, the two great two, teachers yeah. are great love and great suffering. Yeah. So so I would say if, if you have too much death, um, then then it, the balance isn't well, there I mean, either. You could, could, I guess you could, now that you say that, you could even say that, I mean, death is an absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you really want to boil that down, it's, I mean... Yeah, there's not a goddamn one of us that's going to survive it. Yeah, I mean, if we if we go to nature, you know, then um, you know there, there's a, there's a balance in nature, and and when there's too much of one thing, it becomes a bad thing. Look, ask the dinosaurs, because mm-hmm. um, they're all gone. You know, uh, uh, so so death for the dinosaurs was was a bad thing because there wasn't enough of, of life. If that makes sense, yeah. uh, like a, a basic core um, idea of of love. Or of life and death. Are you yeah. saying that the dinosaurs died because they didn't believe in Jesus? Yes, that's exactly well, what I'm that's saying. What I thought Jesus <clears throat> saddled them up and they still didn't believe in him. So <laughs> saddle up your yeah, dinosaurs. We got a trail to blaze. Whoa! <laughs> in the wild blue yonder. Um. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying at a core level of of, of you know maybe life and death. Love and suffering are the, 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 the four, fun. I don't know. I'm just making shit up as I go so along. So you're saying yeah. there are absolutes. There's a few absolutes. You're saying love, suffering, death. And, and life. What do you mean by life? Just like. Um, like what gives life to people? Like you need food. You need sustenance. Okay. You need some sort of, uh, something to, to continue to live on okay does that make sense yeah um so yeah yeah i don't know i i don't know i got another quote uh, along the same lines this is from cynthia borg borgialt i don't know borgialt no borgio a e a the t is silent in french l t all right all right well, it, it's it's the 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 E A U L T. This is the most Martinsville thing you've ever said I, on this no, podcast. No, fuck you. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's definitely You're right. Not. Play Never it back. Mind. It's the most um, Martinsville thing you've said tonight. Yes. Um. <clears throat> anyway, she says, 
we begin to discover that our Buddhist and Jewish and Islamic and Hindu friends are not competitors. Religion is not a survival of the fittest. Uh, there is a deep understanding that we all swim together or we sink together. Each religion, religious tradition reveals a color of the heart of God that is precious. Yeah. And I, you know, I think growing up, obviously, now that I think about it, you know, the teachings on absolute truth, it was that Christianity is the absolute truth. Yeah. That we somehow held the fucking keys to all truth in the universe. And it's like, it didn't take really very long in deconstruction to go, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. not really sure that's true. Like, you know what I mean? Because you've got, on one hand, even going outside of religion, you've got science. There are some... The, you know, I, I I just listened to, again, recently, the uh, interview with Brian Green, the astrophysicist. Mm. He's a theoretical physicist. Pete Holmes. And on Pete Holmes. Yeah. And, you know, he talks about, you know, in his mind, even free will is bullshit. Uh -huh. He said you can actually challenge the notion of that because we all are guided by these physical laws that we can't transcend. Like, there's we are all enslaved to that yeah to the math essentially yeah. is kind of what he was saying well and then in our brains too yes because you're gonna do what your yes synapses you know yes all those things and I don't so know. you know i you've got even science that are saying there's there are true like there are things that are true mm -hmm. that and here's the math to prove that these things are true yeah you know and then you've got different religions that are essentially saying the same thing in a lot of ways like they're they're talking about the same sort of reality um, just in a in a little more mystical language, mm -hmm. you know, and so. But, you know, I, you know, growing up, we all thought we had all truth. We held the yeah. key to truth. You know, the, you know, the, the, the going back to the pilot passage, you're like, you know, the, the conclusion of all the sermons was Jesus is the truth, meaning. Yeah. And maybe that's true. But not in the fucking way that you mean that. Meaning, well, and usually it was the Bible is true. Yes, yeah. exactly. What is true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible, stand not up even Jesus. Right. The word of God. You know, it, yeah. instructions <laughs> yes. Before leaving <laughs> but, you know, that didn't exclude any other religions that once I started kind of tearing everything down, looking at other religions going, oh, wow. Yeah, that's the same thing that Jesus said here, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm still unpacking that. Like, I still see things in Buddhist thought that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I think that's what Jesus meant here. Yeah. When you look at it, and this is even what Paul might have meant when he was saying this, you know, in more yeah. mystical language or whatever. Um, but, you know, we we grew up with just this such a fucking narrow yeah. version of truth. that I think the second that you that anybody says, I have the truth, I'm out. Mm. yeah now yeah like i i'm immediately skeptical does that make sense yeah. yeah and so it's 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 a very difficult this is where i get itchy when we talk about this because i i hate to even say something like love is the ultimate truth because then that assumes that i've got it figured out yeah because and i just that, don't know plays out, if that's yeah right and what does that even mean what does love actually mean because you know i we were talking about earlier how we love Taco Bell. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's a taco. Jesus Christ. Well, you love it because it gives you life. So this fits into my... <laughs> and you experience a little suffering. Of, but even, even the word love, like in English, means nothing. Yeah. It means fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so 
trite and we've we've just taken any of the guts out of it where in the same like you said i can say that i love my wife and my children which is a it, but then also go and god i love a crunchwrap supreme yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah it's like that and I, so when even when you say something like love is truth you have all these questions that pop up of yeah but what is what is love then yeah what does that mean and yeah I mean, it, it maybe, goes deeper like even maybe with, the like, key to that is maybe the key of that is jesus just dying yeah like that, that that's Oh, this is what love is. It's a sacrificial thing where you would rather... You're just playing into my suffering theory. Well, and the <laughs> compassion, I mean, it means to suffer with. Yes. Like, and if we... I mean, that's one word that we, you know, equate with love. Um, but if we look at it that way, it is... I mean, it's definitely more than my love for Taco Bell or my wife. Right. Yeah. You know, it's this, like co-suffering love yeah to go back to what you were saying um richard or says if, if it's true it's true everywhere so right. mm-hmm. we no one owns truth truth is true if it's a buddhist or if it's hindu if it's christian if it's uh you know any religion if it's true it's going to be true everywhere he also says uh if it if it is the truth, it is true all of the time and everywhere and sincere lovers of truth will take it from wherever it comes. If it's true, it is common domain. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, in our backgrounds, that's what we missed. Yeah. Yeah. Both, you know, both the kind of like all truth is God's truth or whatever, <laughs> which I always heard, but it was funny how that always came back to the Bible. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, we always yeah. heard that. I it's remember even in, Jesus. even in Bible college classes hearing, that was even a revolutionary thought of all truth is God's truth. Oh, yeah, yeah. But somehow that never got translated into anything outside of Christianity. Oh, see, because I, I heard it in the context of like there is truth out there. I mean, I heard it more like when Rob Bell came on the scene. X-Files, the so truth is out there. Yeah, the truth is out there. But like, so if there's truth in Buddhism, it's God's truth. Like, it's right. Name but it, the claim other, it. The other part of that <laughs> statement that we didn't get was... If it's true, then it's going to be true all the time. Yeah. And we didn't test our theology against that. Mm. It's like prosperity gospel. Okay, you tell me that if this kid in Somalia sends you his last, you know, whatever the currency is, that God's going to bless him a hundredfold. Well, let's put that to the test and see if it's true. We didn't, we didn't test our own faith. Hmm. You know, it yeah. was like, it was like, well, no, we, we have this book. And we know exactly how to interpret yeah, this man. book from another time, another language, another place. And that's what, like, I mean, when you were reading that, I was like, well, that's the other side of the coin, is we didn't scrutinize our own truth. Yeah. We just took and, it on face value. Yeah, and that was looked at as, like, being faithful. Yeah, and that's that's where, and I think this question from her comes from a place of, that we've all been to and maybe still are of we lost our compass. You yeah. you lost you literally just unmoored, like yeah. all of the the floor has been ripped out from under you. Like yeah. it it was so easy. It was so much easier when you had all of that answered. Like when you were like, oh, it's definitely the truth is definitely this and this and this and this. This is true. This is true. This is true. And then you start sort of taking all the furniture out of the house mm-hmm. and you realize, oh God, like. I don't know if I mean right across the highway here there's a church that would tell you that there's all these truths 
Yeah. This is this is true. This, this, this. We have the truth. The one with all Period. the flags out for him. Yeah. yeah. We have the truth. Yeah. And there would be no room to question that, no room to bend. That's so fucking easy. Yeah. yeah. It's so easy for the people to go in there and just be sheep and go, oh, yep. Pastor said it. It's true. That's the truth. And then you... And so there is something very comfortable, and I think that's why so many people stay where they are. Is in we don't doubt, don't question, or well, I will say this: don't express their doubt. Yeah, they'll swallow it, mm-hmm. or they'll just ignore it yeah. because it's so much easier to go, "Oh, this is I have the truth." Yeah, instead of ripping the floor out from underneath you and realizing there's nothing, you're standing on nothing. Yeah. And so you have to try to build something up in its place and, and try to figure out what is true. And we're sitting here fumbling over ourselves. How many years into deconstruction or reconstruction still trying to go? I, I don't I'm not sure I know what mm-hmm. is yeah. true. I, I mean, I think I think that love is true. But there again, that right. What that leads to just a million fucking questions there. You know, I mean, I I think there you know, I think one of the questions she asked was, how do you define good and evil when you don't have the Bible to lean on? That was yeah. our compass. That was, oh, well, the you know Bible says it. That's it. You know, like, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's yeah. it, that question comes. I think when I read that question, I read a lot of frustration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and legitimate frustration. I get it. We've and all we've been, been there, there yeah. and are still, I guess, the less I care about the church, the less I care about not having that floor underneath me, but I get that feeling. You know what I mean? Like I, I know yeah. exactly, exactly where she's coming from on that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think too, it comes from a place of, well, who do I trust now? Cause I don't want to fall out of one religion and go into another one, whether that be the religion of deconstruction or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever system of beliefs. Yeah. And I think it's important. Like look at Thomas Martin who, um, you know, was, he basically led the charge for the contemplative foundations, um, for Christianity. Um, and, and he, uh, hung out with people like, uh, Abraham, Abraham Heschel, um, the, uh, BD Griffiths, um, who was, uh, uh, ah, shit. Who was BD Griffiths? <laughs> uh, a Benedictine uh, monk and yogi, um, from India. Um, and then, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. like he, he took from all these people mm-hmm. and, and Merton believed that the world could not, could not survive if religion remained at that clannish level. There has to be some willingness to come together and, and to, to love our neighbor. And that means loving, loving, loving our neighbor also means, uh, listening to them and respecting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, maybe they've got some points too. So, so how do we, let's, let's answer the question. Um, she said, I used to have very specific ideas of what constitutes good and evil. I had the Bible as my guide. Now that I don't view the Bible and Jesus and my only moral comp as my only moral compass, I'm stumped on how to verbalize where my ideas of right and wrong come from. So how do you, I mean, can we get into the hierarchy of truths? Sure. Okay. So the Jewish, uh, practice of midrash 
Um, Midrash is a way of interpreting scripture that fills the gaps, uh, questioning and imagining um, a multitude of, in, of interpretations possible. Midrash allows the text and the spirit of God to open up to the reader instead of closing down the possibility of being changed uh, or latching on to one final closed and forever interpretation. So basically just, you know, reading scripture and, and looking at it from different angles. Um, I think Midrash is similar to like science in some ways of like, you're mm-hmm. always testing your hypothesis. Yeah, you're no. taking a different angle at it. You're trying to poke holes in it and, and see if it's really got truth. And I think with any faith, any, any conviction or belief that you hold on to, you need to be able to look at it from different angles and say, you know, I want the last, you know, chicken nugget, you know, I'm really hungry. Maybe I should look at it through Brad's perspective of, Brad hasn't had chicken nugget in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> I actually ate like 30 of them the other night yeah, on the podcast. I, um, <laughs> I was there. Um, and I think when you're talking about that, I think what's interesting is then Jesus as a Jewish man, mm-hmm. huh. right? Yeah. Took, Fancy that. Who would have thunk? Um, he then boils everything. He has come to the conclusion through Midrash, I think, that idea of testing everything, of, re, uh, of sort of... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess testing ever, all of his beliefs comes out at the end and goes, oh, love God and love people. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all of it. Like, that's the whole fucking thing right there. Like, because, I mean, he literally says all of the law and the prophets can be summed up as this. Yeah. And he's gone and, at it from different angles. But think about what that means. I mean, what that means is then what he's saying is that is how you constitute what is good and what is evil mm-hmm. by that metric right there. Yeah. Is it loving of the divine? Is it loving of people? Is it like that? That seems to be the only that when Jesus boils everything down, when he has gone through and tested all belief, all law, all the prophets, he tests all that and he comes out and he goes, Oh, that, you know, after years and years of study, goes, It's all boils down to this. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, you had such elaborate written law and oral law in his day. It just, it just, you know, I think what they said, there were 613 oral commands mm-hmm. or no, 613 written right. commands in the Torah. In, in, and then you pile on hundreds upon thousands of oral laws that are interpretations of those laws. And Jesus just goes, Oh shit, man. All that stuff just boils down to like loving yeah. people. Yeah. That if you have that, none of that other shit matters. Cause you're not going to, you're not going to do any of the rest of that stuff because yeah. this is what, this is how you constitute what is good and what is right. What is, you know, is, is you measure it against, is this a loving thing to do? Yeah. And I think that the idea of Midrash falls in hand with that because you, the idea is that, you know, does it mean this? Does it mean that it's taking in other people's perspectives into account, mm-hmm. not just your own, not just the one that's right. easiest for you, yes. uh, but, but taking, you know, taking stock and seeing, what does it mean for my neighbor? What does it mean for uh, the people down the street, the people that are driving, you know, planes into buildings? What does it mean, like taking different perspectives? And, and I, I think you um, you come to a greater understanding if you put other people's perspectives before yourself. Yeah. Right. And ultimately, that I mean, that's kind of Jesus's whole message: is is um, you know, love God, love people. Yeah. I think part of what I see in there is like I've I've come unmoored from what was my absolute. Yes. And so how do I 
how do I find a new absolute? And I think part of the thing, Natalia, is you might not. Yeah. Like you actually have to make some decisions for yourself. Yeah. Based on what you think you believe based on what you think is loving towards people. And, you know, I mean, and that's the thing I think with deconstruction or with, you know, just kind of evolving as, I mean, we all should be evolving is that we have to take some ownership yeah. and make some calls and be willing to screw up. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I think that's a trouble with being raised with the idea that the Bible is inerrant for the, yep. f- for the first 1300 years of Christianity, um, Midrash was the tradition yeah. up to six different, uh, interpretations for each scripture. Yep. Yeah. It meant something different for, yep. for each perspective. Whereas now fast forward to the most recent idea is the Bible's inherent, inerrant. Yeah. And you know, it, it's perfect. And you know, seven literal days and you know, oh, you've got to, you know, honor your father and mother and yada, yada, like this, like there is some play in that. There are, there is some give and take and, and tightening and loosening of, yeah. of the scripture to, you know, to, to find what, what the, the most true answer is Yeah. for you at that given time. So all truth is relative then. <laughs> See, I, d- I don't think, <laughs> well, I feel like we're back at square one yeah. because that's, you know what I mean? Like, but if you say all truth is relative, then you've just made an <laughs> absolute statement mm-hmm. about it. But what you're saying is if you're saying that, you know, truth is, is relative to where you're at, you know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of what I, you're, I, 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 yeah, I, I still stand on the, the, the life and death, the love and, and, um, what was the word I was using earlier? But that wouldn't be Sorry. relative then. That would be an absolute. Sure. <laughs> See, and that's where it's so frustrating. I it's so goddamn frustrating. You I just talk yourself I guess in circles. I guess it's this. through that filter that you, you find those, those truths. Does that make sense? Like love and life and death is, is not necessarily. So I would say going back to the, the Thich Nhat Hanh thing about the waves in the ocean, that the yeah. waves are separate entities, but they're also part of the ocean. Yeah. So what you could maybe say would be that love is the ocean and that all of those other things are the waves that, you know what I mean? All these decisions that we come across, all of these things are the waves that we, we make those decisions based on the ocean you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that the, if the ocean is love, everything gets filtered through that. All this other stuff might be relative to your situation, but it all has to be part of Ups that. Ups and downs, highs and lows. It all has to be part of that ocean. Yeah. Uh, one thing Walk I want to point out. <laughs> I don't have a soundboard. I, I, I would totally have towed the wet sprocket preloaded on my soundboard <laughs> if I did. Um one thing I think that that is interesting, and this is something that Richard Rohr points out, um, that Jesus selectively emphasizes the texts that reveal God as good, faithful, inclusive, and merciful. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he even tells stories to this point um, to, to 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 bring it home. Uh, each of these stories and healings um, are true on 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 different levels. So you tell the prodigal son, you know, th- there are different levels to look at it. So Jesus selectively em- emphasizes good, faithful, inclusive, merciful. 
Jesus consistently ignores passages that reveal God to be punitive, mm-hmm. exclusionary, imperialistic, small, or tribal. Yep. Yeah. Like and blatantly sometimes. Yeah. Like reading in the temple but and that's, just stopping. But that's before. midrash. I mean, yeah. that's the idea of midrash. Is yeah. But he's using he's he's he, he's by and large filtering things that are good, faithful, inclusive, yeah. and 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 he's sifting out the ones that are punitive. Exclusionary, imperialistic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 yeah, it's midrash. So absolute truth is not the Bible. <laughs> Jesus didn't I, even believe that shit. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, he he was sifting sifting that shit out too. What was the point of it? So, yeah. So we answered nothing. Yeah. So well, that was uh, forty <laughs> minutes of just absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, I've got a few more things to cover. So uh, Pope Francis insists that mercy is at the top of the Christian hierarchy and the great truths, and that everything falls apart whenever mercy is displaced at the top. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, he said that in English too, perfect English. You got, <laughs> you got my vote yes. for that one. But he said it. He sounded like Mario when he said it. <laughs> It's exactly. A me. <laughs> um, it's a me, a Papa Francesca. So I, I want to go over um, uh, the 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 four noble truths from Buddhism. Okay. So um, there are four noble truths. We'll break down each one. The first one is suffering. Um, life always involves suffering. Uh, it's obvious and and in obvious and subtle forms, even when things seem good, uh, we always feel an undercurrent of anxiety and s- uncertainty inside. Am I preaching at you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's reading my mail. Um, <laughs> the, the second one is the cause of suffering. So there is a cause of suffering. The cause of suffering is uh, craving and fundamental uh, ignorance. Uh, we suffer because we are because of our mistaken belief that we are separate uh, independent, um, solid eye. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the painful and futile struggle to maintain the delusion of ego, um, in cyclical existence. Okay. So mm. suffering, there's a cause of suffering. It's that the ego. Yep. Um, and the third one is the end of suffering. The good news is that, um, these obscurations are temporary. What gets in the way, uh, if suffering is the problem, um, there, there's an end to it. Uh, they're like passing clouds that obscure the sun of our enlightened nature, uh, which is always present. Therefore suffering can end, uh, because obscurations, um, can be purified in awake and awakened, uh, mind is always available to us. All right. So suffering cause of suffering there's an end of suffering or a, a, a healing or mm-hmm. a cure. Uh, and then the fourth one is the path by living ethically, practicing meditation and developing wisdom. We can take exactly the same journey to enlightenment um, and freedom from suffering that Buddhas do. We can wake up to. So the four noble truths, suffering, cause of suffering, the end of suffering and realizing that it was all about the goddamn path. Right on. I like that. It's Buddha. We'll, we'll own it. We're now a progressive Buddhist podcast. <laughs> they won't have us. Yeah, yeah probably They don't not. want us. Too many dick jokes. I did step on a cricket today, so that yeah. shit ain't happening. Fuck that yeah. was one of the things I was thinking about um, when I was 13. We went to Toronto and we like youth group thing and we toured, and we toured a like Buddhist 
temple. Mm-hmm. And so they sat us down and talked to us and like we were kind of joking in the back because they said they had made the comment that like, you know, they didn't kill to eat yeah. or something or at least not sentient beings. But then they also said how the Buddha was very wise and said that there are, you know, millions of lives and a drop of water. Yeah. And so we were like in the back going, well, like, you're not supposed to kill anything to eat, but they boil water to eat. And we thought we had like busted <laughs> yeah, them. Of course. <laughs> and now I realize, like, no, we just had such a tiny little view of truth. Yes. that was like you couldn't have this truth and this and tr- hold them together because it's like it's yes. this wisdom tradition yes. it's not and that's what religions should be yes is a wisdom tradition and a path instead of us being like oh here's our like constitution yeah exactly and, like a math problem yes. that can't contradict it absolutely and i just finally realized that 30 years later <laughs> <laughs> I need to get to the Buddhist uh, place in Bloomington. Yeah, go hang out. Have you with been me. out there? I have been to the monastery. I have not been to the big place on the southeast. Side, oh, okay, uh, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. The center. Yep. Yeah. So I would. So let's go over the questions real quick. Okay. Uh, are there universal truths? Love. If I was to boil that down, I would have to say yes. Love. Love. I say no. Okay. You say no. <laughs> no, that's fine. You can say no. Yeah. Well, you said truths plural. There is. One motherfucking truth. What's that? Love. Jesus Christ died for your sins. <laughs> yeah. Of and course. if you ask him into your heart, all right. I want everybody listening to the podcast. Just <laughs> Billy, just wherever Billy. you are, just close your eyes. <laughs> close your eyes. Bow Billy. your head. Close your eyes and bow your head, and just lift your hand. I see that hand. <laughs> Got it. Uh, uh, yes. No. I. I agree. Okay. Uh, if if there are universal truths, uh, where do they come from? I would say midrash, observation, trial and error. I mean, you could take in the perspective of others. I, I mean, I guess I could say I could say it comes from the divine, whatever that means, the Christ consciousness. But there again, that is obviously not a provable thing. Yeah, I I think I I don't man, I don't know. I I mean, I was going to say inspiration, which maybe is. I mean, I would say I would say the Christ consciousness, but I mean, even just a general, like you could have some source of inspiration, even in a totally atheistic right. worldview. Yeah. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't speak for you, Billy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do give you a shout out. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, this, there is something that's a deeper revelation yeah. than just observation. And right. Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh Midrash. I think it's I think it's through the journey, I think it's through questioning. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's how, where they come from. They come from taking the perspective of someone else. Uh is there a def, uh, is there a definitive idea of good and evil? <sighs> and do, do we know what what falls under either category? I don't know. I think inclusion is 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 great. Exclusion is not great. Um, I mean, I think there again, I would I would personally come back to love. I think that, yeah. and I really sense. think that's what Jesus was doing when he was saying when he boils everything down to that is, this is how you measure things like good and evil is by, is it love? Yeah. yeah. Well, because I think you could say like, evil is to cause suffering. Yeah. But as parents, you know, sometimes you have to 
make decisions that are going to cause suffering yes. to your kids and you're not being evil. Right. Yeah. You know, assuming yes. that you're acting in interest of their yes. greater good. Right. And yeah, and that's the thing with, you know, terms that are that aren't these absolute, you know, black and white contract terms like love. We we could interpret yeah. what the loving thing to do in yep. any scenario is differently. Well, the loving thing to do is bomb their asses. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I, it's I was dangerous. down at my mom's today and had a really fun conversation yep. with my stepdad. I mean, you get into that shit, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> man. If you love... This hurts me more than it hurts you. Yeah, right. No, no, it doesn't. No, um, you're a fucking asshole. But I mean, you could then claim that that's actually not in... That's not done in love. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean... Fuck, yeah. I, man, I don't know. This is, yeah. Okay. I feel like we're just talking ourselves in circles. No, it's fine. I, I, I think, I think, I think we've gotten somewhere uh, in terms of, of, you know, that it's that it is the it is the journey and it's the path. It's you know, it's it's inclusion. It's, um, I don't know. Is it something that's intuitive or taught? My answer would be yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a little column A, a little column B. Yeah. Um, you know, I. I think that human beings are inclusive by nature. You know what I mean? You don't see, like, you don't see racist toddlers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless that's taught. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, kid, babies aren't born racist. They're not born to hate. Yeah. Like, it just isn't in their nature. Um, That's a, that's a learned, a taught behavior. The, yeah. You know, that's just one example. But, yeah, I mean, I think that would be a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the foundation of beliefs that can explain what is right and wrong? I think we've talked about that. Enough. Love. I mean, yeah. I, I just keep coming back to that. Yeah. Um, Taco Bell love. That's, but that's 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 one of the reasons that you know I I lean much more toward a pacifist. Yeah. Idea mm-hmm. is, I can't envision killing somebody that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lean on the yeah, side I mean, of love. I, it was funny. I had a conversation with a former coworker. <laughs> um, we were traveling together when I was training him, and this is a guy who used to work. In Josh the, already got fired. Yeah, no. <laughs> he used to he used to work in the prison system. He was a prison guard or worked in prisons for years and years. That's where he met prison Mike. And we were, that's right. We were t- that's right. Do you really expect me to not push you up against the wall, (laughs) Biatch? I can't believe you have that ready. um, But, uh, (laughs) you know, but he said, he he said, uh, we were talking, we got talking about the death penalty. Yeah. And he was like, you know, as a Christian, I just don't know. He's like, I, I feel like on an intellectual level, I'm against it, but I also have seen some really terrible people. I mean, this guy, he yeah. actually yeah. worked on death row for yeah. a while. Mm. Um, and I just looked at him and I said, yeah, but like, could you flip, I mean, could you see Jesus pulling the lever, man? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and he, he just stopped and he goes, huh. He's like, I've never really thought of it that way i'm like could you really pull the lever on somebody you love even if they did this these if they did these bad things and he was like Hmm. yeah i don't know he said that that really 
Like he had never thought of it in that simple of terms. But when it boils down to love, which, you know, you could argue, you could argue is the person of Jesus, that Jesus was the, the embodiment of love. This mm-hmm. is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you can filter, you know, if you, if you grew up Christian, I mean, I, I think you can look at the life of Jesus. You can look at how he interacted with people, not some of, you know, not necessarily his cryptic teachings that I think made, would have made a lot more sense in the first century as a Jew, but like, how did he interact with people? How did he, you know what I mean? Like, and I think you can, I really think you can still filter, filter yourself through that and go, this is, I think what is good. And this is what is evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like by filtering it through what he did and how he interacted with people that it just really can be in some ways that simple. Could I, I mean, could I see Jesus doing this? I don't know. Yeah. You know, so what we've come to the conclusion is, is that you just need to ask yourself, you just need to get yourself, Jesus you do? just need to get yep. yourself right with the Lord. Get a WWJD <laughs> bracelet. You know, that's, and that, what would it Jesus really, do? honestly, it really, in my shoes, it really sucks. Going to my school. It really sucks. God damn it, Michael. It really, big song. tent revival. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's Ooh, a thing. Boy, I remember Yeah, them. you're welcome. Um, Two sets of Joneses, hot fucking garbage. <laughs> I listened to that. I was like, man, I, I really loved that song growing up. Yeah, Shit. I loved that song too. Yeah, terrible. Um, terrible but, theology. you know, I, I, it sucks that something like WWJD got so cliche. Yeah. Because that actually is not a terrible question to ask no. because I think Jesus really was the embodiment of love. You can take out all of the theological baggage to Jesus and all of the, is he God? Is he son? You know, like you can take all of that out and just look at the man. And how he conducted himself in life and go, yeah, that's actually probably the the way to live. Yeah. Yeah. And WWJD is a whole lot better than just like pulling a bunch of verses from Ephesians. To, <laughs> right. Like, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like to justify yeah. hating gay people or whatever. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I, I just think, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like it, like I said, it sucks that that has gotten so trite and so cliche because it, it, it i think there's a, a really deep thing in that mm-hmm. yeah for sure and a really good thing that you can probably go and like i said kind of going back to that conversation with my coworker, what what would jesus do in that situation yeah. on death row who would have thought we'd land on what would jesus do? i know That's, but like you know charles like, spurgeon was right <laughs> he's rolling you, over in his grave these guys are talking about yeah. beavers but <laughs> 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 I think it was Charles Sheldon, actually. Sheldon? Was, was it? Charles Spurgeon. Steps. Oh, fuck Charles Spurgeon. I hated him. Charles yeah, Sheldon was, was way a better. Dick, man. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you can, I think you can really, like I said, it goes like that conversation. In that instance, my coworker had never thought about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could see. He said, I don't, because I, I mean, I literally just said, could you see Jesus pulling the switch on that or pushing the button mm-hmm. to kill somebody? And he goes, no. And I'm like, then how as a Christian can you justify that? And he's like, I've never thought about that. It, in some ways, it's that simple. Yeah. Because I really do believe, like I said, regardless of the, what happened on the cross theologically, which you can probably argue nothing, but like mm-hmm. the larger truth of what he was, what was going on there, of how he was conducting himself, that he would rather be killed by his enemies than than hate them. 
Yeah. Yeah. That but, he can still be love even in that yeah. is a deep, deep truth, I think. Like the beauty of the cross is that it brings together both love and death and, and suffering mm-hmm. and suffering. It yeah. brings it both together. Yeah. And it and it, it and it rings yeah. true forever. Yep. So yeah. Well, right. I think we beat that horse to death. Yeah, take times. that. We we slam that puppy against take that, the garage. Take that, Charles Sheldon. Wait, is it almost dead? Because I think it might get me a piece. <laughs> <laughs> My WWJD bracelet. Lucas was a, is now pantsless. <laughs> My WWJD bracelet was a rainbow. It was a rainbow oh, colored nice. one. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It was before I knew what it meant, but I still rocked it, man. There you go. I'd wear it now. If I had it, I'd wear it now. And it would mean something completely different. Completely different than what it did then. then. Yep. Here we go. Now that we puked in your sea, you can tell us what you think. The five stars get red. Thanks, Natalia. Yeah. Yeah, Good, bad topic. (laughs) Great. Way to really make us use our brain holes it's good it's good to go kind of like back to ground zero once in a while it is actually no it really i can't believe anything feedback um five do we have any five well you have a five star review shit it's from tammy one two three four no it's titled 10 clap ma clap (laughs) fucking (laughs) clap stars wait how'd she get fucking in her review f-u-c-k-e-n Oh, wow. So Classic. Apple's really stupid. Chicken. Yeah. Uh, so five star. Ten, so she gave us 10 stars, but I mean, you can't go that high. Uh, she said, loved hearing from the ladies in the pub. Um, I do not have a chronic illness or pain, but their stories resonated with me per- in a personal way. Thank you, Eugenie, Abby, and Meg. It's Eugenie. Eugenie. God damn it, Eugenie. <laughs> no, Eugenie. No, I'm changing your name to no, Eugenie. I'm you're going not. back. I'm going build at a goddamn time flying fucking DeLorean and it's Eugenie. Um, it's really not. I know it's not. All right. Uh, this is turd named Tammy. Hashtag pub sister love. Hashtag German mutant. Hashtag <laughs> Jenny got what she deserved. Love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, Thank so you, Tammy. Ten stars. Well, Two different reviews? No, just, she, she did f- one review, but oh. she gave us ten stars in the title. I thought there were two reviews there. Oh, I wish. Tammy. I wish next year. <laughs> All right. What All do you right. Got? Twitter uh, feedback. Twitter feedback. Top ten. All right. Oh, Number ten. Drum roll. I, uh, I, don't think I do have a drum roll. I'm right. ready. Uh, Melissa Murray at Espresso Mama Three. Hi, for, Melissa. For any who come from a faith or hashtag evangelical background and deal with hashtag chronic illness, episode one thirty four of Pastors Podcast is for you. The church should be a place of refuge and acceptance. Instead, many of us find it to be one where we are blamed and shamed. Due to illness and pain. Very good. Yeah. Number nine, Jason Williams at JDub47421. JDub. At Polly Name Brad would need to be careful storing a mini horse at MJ Basinger's house. It might get thrown into a garage door. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Jenny got what she deserved. <laughs> I love that hashtag. I don't even care what anybody <laughs> says. Number eight, Susan Frazier at Frazier underscore RN. 
At Pastors Podcast, so much to learn from these women with chronic illness. I've never thought of my autoimmune disease as a teacher. Love this format. Farm it out more often. I think that means that she thinks we suck. And yeah, she's tired we of definitely could have farmed this we one. We definitely us. should have farmed this one out yeah. to like someone else. But like she wanted more. our opinion, so yeah. I, you know, whatever. We farmed <laughs> it out to Lucas. And yeah. yeah. Look what we got. Exactly. Freaking hashtag Iron Man. equine intermediary. Hashtag Jenny got what does she deserve. <laughs> I love equine intermediary too. Yeah, it should have been. Damn it. it. Number seven, Christopher Maloney at Maloney's Movies. Baloney Maloney. Uh, at Pastors Podcast regar- regarding sex doll brothel. Could they just use those little protectors generally reserved for dummies' mouths and CPR training? <laughs> Hashtag Johnny's daddy was taking him fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number six, Jason at Faster Than Gravy. Some 90s music, Ed, for Pastor's Podcast. I Swear was performed by R&B group All For One, uh, along oh. with John Michael Montgomery. Also yeah. both released I Can Love You Like That. Yeah. All For One also put out the banger, She's Got Skills. <laughs> hashtag the more you know. Hashtag Jenny got what she deserved. We got actually quite a bit of feedback on We Fucked Up. We said Boys to Men. It was definitely All For One. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It no nobody. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, n- tons of people on <laughs> number five. Twitter. Fitzy at J Fitz four three two. Hi, buddy. Uh, it is uh, Fitzgerald in the tantrums. Uh, <laughs> at Pastors Podcast, the discussion on Forrest Gump this week had me laughing so hard I thought I was going to shoot coffee out of my pee hole. <laughs> Hashtag a bird named AIDS. Hashtag equine <laughs> intermediary. Hashtag horrible human beings. Hashtag Jenny got what she deserved. Fucking Jenny. Uh, God damn it. Number four. Uh, Dawn at Dawn Del Morale. Dawn! We haven't heard from her in a while. Yeah, She's wow. alive. At Pastors Podcast. Up from the grave she rose <laughs> with a mighty joy of war. Right. Uh, who can connect Parks and Rec, The Little Mermaid, and honor 500 lobsters lost on the side of the road? MJ Basinger can yeah, and what, does what? it brilliantly. That was amazing. Thanks. It really was a wonderful piece of work for me. <laughs> you got to have a lot stored in that. Yeah. To, just weave those together. Nothing useful, but <laughs> <laughs> want me to do Parks and Rec and Little Mermaid. I got it. <laughs> Number three, Andy Redwine at Andy Redwine. Learning from at Pastor's Podcast that horses eat spiders and scare them with their hooves. <laughs> Thank you, MJ Basinger. You're welcome. Hashtag the more we'll you here know. all night. <laughs> Number two, Tracy with a Y at Ukulele Trey Trey. Ukulele. What's the female equivalent of hashtag permanently soft? Because hearing all three hosts of Pastor's Podcast break out into song with I swear may have caused my lady bits to suffer a bit. Just kidding. Totes swoonworthy. Hashtag Jenny got what she deserved. Sorry for the vaginismus. Yeah. <laughs> is that, a, is that a real thing? When the, you can't, it gets dry. Well, too tight. Oh, Closes well, up. we wish you a vaginismus. I don't know if that's how you say there's, it. But there's, there's no such thing as too tight. <laughs> you are a horrible person. God. <laughs> After that beaver rigor I'm gonna I'm gonna hear tight. about that one too. Yep. Context. Number one, Casey at Aktoon. Oh wait, number one. Oh wait. There we go. Laurel. <laughs> that is entirely too long. Uh, no. <laughs> I love that that drum roll really doesn't have a payoff. Yeah, it like it literally doesn't. just stops. This one's not very good. Uh, I Casey at Achtun Casey, the German German Wunderkind. German! At Pastor's Podcast, a horse walks into a bar. The bartender says, why the long face? The horse replies, my son has AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that one. <laughs> I laughed out loud when I read that oh, one. Hashtag a bird named AIDS. Hashtag Jenny got what she deserved. Hashtag you are terrible people. 
you're the one who tweeted that out. That's oh, great. Love it. Screenshot that before she deletes it. Oh man, so good. <laughs> All right, that's it. All right. Uh, oh man, buckle up. Attention, and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hashtags. All right, Lucas, all what right. do you got? Well, I only had two because. Oh I'm, wow, you forgot, didn't you? you yeah, forgot. it's always. <laughs> the, you guys are so seasoned and so good at what you do that you can write down hashtags while you go. But, it's hard to. You know, <laughs> it is actually. Uh, <laughs> so the two I had, uh, David Blaine with a comb over. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Fitzgerald and the Tantrums. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Didn't you? What was the one that you came up with that we ended up using? On a previous episode? Yeah. Oh. Fellowship on Fleek. With that's one, right. The first one. Uh, that was right. I've had a few. Yeah, I that's mean, right. Not to brag. <laughs> not to brag, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. All right. Uh, hashtag bald Jesus. Nice. Hashtag nanopene. <laughs> Hashtag P and W royalty. <laughs> Hashtag Pentecostal without the dress code. Hashtag the bitch you can count on. <laughs> Hashtag I fell on it. <laughs> that was related to the carrots. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag sailors and whores. Hashtag <laughs> Lucas is pantsless. And then hashtag there's no such thing as too tight. (laughs) (laughs) Not doing that one. Why not? Well, I I guess if you want the heat, then sure. (laughs) All right. I've got hashtag nano peen. Can I say also that (laughs) right after we had our first kid, actually, right after Mandy had our first kid. uh, It was exhausting for you. They were doing all the, you know all the work you better i know the story Uh, you better not say anything you better stop right there. my mother-in-law says to the doctor hey you should put an extra stitch in there for brad i'm very excited right now my mother-in-law said that that's why that's why mandy's so cool because she comes from (laughs) that kind of stuff god damn it hold it hold it what the hell is that shit all right i've got nano I've got uh, <laughs> uh, bald Jesus, mouthfeel of baloney, <laughs> uh, sex with a dying beaver. <laughs> it's just straight to the point. So that's really that's very clear, very <laughs> concise. What's going on there? You're like, I wonder what the backstory on that one is. Oh, it's oh, actually well, just. Well, there it is. <laughs> uh, savage acrobats. <laughs> goopy eyes. Oh, gross. Uh, tribal dominoes <laughs> and uh, pastor's podcast on TV. <laughs> They're on TV in there. They're on TV. There's no goddamn uh, camera here. What he, a kept, dip he kept shit. coming back the whole time. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Seriously. And I just like look away. That's funny. God, what a weirdo. God, this what is such a weird doing? town. This is like, is this the place where people come and hang out? I don't know. We really should have closed these I curtains, think, though. Well, next week, we should, or we should have Sit moved down, down there. there. Yeah. yeah. That's happening. Occupancy next time. of 125. In this we were in, we <laughs> in a room that seats 125 people with three goddamn people around the table. <laughs> yeah. God. All right. I liked, uh, what was the baloney one? Uh, Mouthfeel of baloney. Yeah. I really like that. 
Yeah, I, I, I personally like Nanopene just because. <laughs> Should we do Matt's Nanopene? He's not here. He's <laughs> yeah. not here to defend himself. Pedo Matt's Nanopene. <laughs> nope. 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 Can't do that. That's like Voldemort. You can't say that shit. <laughs> Matt's right. gonna be like, "Why didn't you edit that shit out, man?" <laughs> uh, Love man. you, Matt. He wants it erased from history. Um, let's. Uh, what did we say? You said uh, mouthfeel of baloney. <laughs> I mean, it has the word mouth feel in it. That's what was the good. one you said with the, oh, David Blaine with, David the, comb Blaine over. with the comb over? Oh, man. <laughs> what do you want? Um, I like mouth feel of baloney. Okay, we'll do with the, <laughs> the mouth feel of baloney. If Are we spelling it baloney or balagna? Balagna. balagna. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, you listen to this episode in its entirety, uh, sorry. Um, also, hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag mouthfeel of baloney. Um, we're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast, at Polly Named Brad. Yeah, not really. At Polly Named Shore. NMD Shore. Yeah, Polly NMD Shore. Yes. Uh, at MJ Basinger. We're also on Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast, Instagram, uh, and Glorious Pastors. Closing time. I know who I want to take me up. <laughs> take me up to the bedroom in the Holiday Inn. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Can we stop by the Holiday <laughs> Um Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. We're getting a hit to see you before next week, aren't we? We totally have to. Subsi- subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, ingloriouspastards.com. Support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub. Get access to our spinoff podcasts, Pastors Community Church, Hymns of Reconstruction, Turd Talk, per- Pub Crawl, Special Music. Uh, Bias Around even helps shape the content of this show, like uh, Natalia Marfield did yeah. today. So thanks, Natalia. Yep. Uh, support us on Patreon. You Patreon. too can confuse the shit out of <laughs> us. <Yes. laughs> Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. At a certain level, you can make us talk about whatever the fuck you want to. Pretty Next nice. time, it's just going to be dinosaurs, I bet. <laughs> can you talk about dinosaurs? No, we do have reserved the right to say no. I'll bring my, my, my five-year-old in. Yeah. He'll, he'll tell you all Wind about Wind him dinosaurs. up and let him go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite dinosaur? Don't even get him started. I think we need to have new closing music. No. <laughs> Johnny Carson. Check out our friends. Johnny Carson theme. The Twisted Sisters on their uh, Apple Podcast yeah. feed. How long does this go? Uh, about a minute and a half. Oh, okay. Jerking <laughs> <laughs> off. That's a damn good piece of music. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, so thanks for coming, Lucas. Yeah, uh, man, thank happy you. Happy to do it. You, you, you did. Should we do thanks. a rating now? And thanks. Let, should we let him know if he made the cut? <laughs> thank you, fake Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Much better looking Matt. <laughs> there is that. Non nano peen Matt. Oh, Bobby. Surely he knew when he told Matt. me that's what he wanted me to tell people. Yes. He knew I was going to tell I would him hope so. So. The real story is he started eating babies with Billy and yeah. took it a little too far. That's yes. very true. That's it. He's eating babies. Barbecued babies. <laughs> Sweet baby rays. <laughs> Sweet raised babies. <laughs> Sweet baby rays baby sauce. <laughs> it's Billy's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>